The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Hello. Man, that uh, that three-day holiday weekend couldn't end quickly enough, could it? So great to be back to work. I just, uh, I was counting the moments. Were you really? Counting the moments. So wait, man, as Mm -hmm. the weekend went along, you weren't counting the moments to BYU kicking off. You were counting the moments to get back in the chair. Right, exactly. Gotcha. And of course, counting the moments to the BYU game, which thank you for bringing that up. I'm sorry, what happened this weekend? Oh, that's right. Just as I said, Mm -hmm. BYU defeated Arizona 28-23. Should have been much more lopsided. However, they had some mistakes. You know, first game of the year. Sure. Uh, still, they got tough. Past a, a tough. Everybody said much improved. Pac-12 school opening game. So yeah, Nebraska. They um they they had some mistakes too. They made the mistake of scheduling the game outdoors. Yeah, in Lincoln. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was raining. Right. Was lightning storms. Um, you know, just the, I don't remember in the old days no. lightning canceling a football game that doesn't seem like it was a thing in the past some of my greatest right? memories of watching football on tv or the pouring rain and lightning thunderstorms snowstorms mm-hmm. now it's like that's ah, gonna be cloudy we can't play today eh, we'll see if we can get it in next mm-hmm. week <laughs> i think we changed that it feels like there was a game at florida state or something where someone got struck by lightning in the parking lot oh well that'll do it and I yeah, think after that, it. the lawyers were like, hey. Hey, you know what? Better not play in the lightning. thing is, mm-hmm. we don't want to be liable for That is true. Death. It's not necessarily the sissification of America in this case. Can it's I... the it's the suification of suification. America. That's, I like that. That's what did it. You're going to tweet that word out. Uh, but yeah, BYU unbeaten on the season. So we're one step closer to Jeffy eating my underwear. Ugh. I started to look up some recipes for uh, for a tasty underwear dish. And um, I don't know, you know, he doesn't like sauces of any kind. He calls them bougie, oh, like bougie sauces. So he may just want to eat it plain. Can we not talk just about may want sauce to eat it plain. and underpants at <laughs> the same time? Yeah, maybe. okay. Well, yeah, so congratulations so, on your team actually getting to play. Yes. So yeah, our they, season They played opener, and they played yeah. pretty well. Mm-hmm. I mean, there were some some mistakes, but, but all in all, pretty darn good debut uh, for this new offensive staff. And we'll we'll really know they're good again if heading into the game against Wisconsin, which is two weeks from now, mm-hmm. they play Cal this week at, at mm-hmm. home. So if they go to Madison and the Badger coach, coaching staff is complaining about how old and mature they are, what you'll know this is a good football team. Oh, because that's, that's the only when... time anybody ever complains about. Well, BYU so old and mature; they're all married grandfathers. Uh, they're they're like they've got six grandchildren, and some of them I think have great grandchildren. Shut up! They could play on the team too, then, huh? Yeah. Hmm. So, anyway, uh, and by the way, uh, obviously the the some of them are a little bit older because they had a two year mission away from football. That didn't help them. I don't know if you were aware of that. That is not two years away, not practicing, what? not playing, Hold not on. working out. That doesn't help. They're not doing two-a-days when Mm-mm. they're over in France on no. missionary retreats No, or, or Colombia or Argentina. No, it's I not that. I just thought that was part of the thing. No, it's really not. Mm. Did really you see, not. 
So Cal beat North Carolina. You probably know yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. They look pretty good. They look a little better than I thought they were going to be. So it should be a good game this weekend. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, we'll maybe talk about that a little more with Jeffy because he's got so much on the line there. Um, if they win their first five games. Long way to go for that. Yeah, and so that's the bet. That's stiff the bet. competition, but that is... Jeffy, eat your underwear. The if the, yeah. the BYU Cougars start 5-0, and oh, they are 1-0. and oh. We are 20% of the way there. Can't say we're halfway there, but 20%. Not bad. All right. We'll take it. <laughs> also, uh, over the weekend, um, we had the funerals of John McCain and Aretha Franklin. I think it was Friday for both. Friday or Saturday was a McCain one. Oh, I'm not sure. I was too busy counting the days, you know, back to getting in the chair here. So I just lost track right, of time. That's true. I don't know what days were what. And of course, it went political. Of course. Uh, it's just it, it's a real shame. I think I, you're honoring this man that everybody there revered, and you know, I think almost all of us revere him for his for his military service and what he did for his men. In the Hanoi Hilton, volunteering, actually, actually turning down an opportunity to leave and staying there an extra two or three years. And uh, that's extraordinary. Now, politically, you know, I mean, he, he was awful as far as a U.S. senator. Mm-hmm. And we had our many, many, many disagreements with him. But, you know, you're willing to leave that be- behind. Then you should also leave behind, I think, the politics the politicizing of of the funeral itself but they didn't um barack obama who was asked to be there which i you know i think it says a lot and uh here's here's what obama did uh turning this thing political once during his career john drew comparisons to teddy roosevelt and i'm sure it's been noted that roosevelt's man in the arena oration seems tailored to john by the way uh teddy roosevelt the original conservative or progressive, the original progressive in the Republican Party. In fact, the originator of the progressive party. So (laughs) most of you know it. Roosevelt speaks of those who strive, who dare to do great things, Uh sometimes win and sometimes come up short, Mm -hmm. but always relish a good fight. A contrast to those cold, timid souls who know neither victory nor defeat. Hmm. Okay. Isn't that that the spirit we celebrate this week? I'm not sure. I'm not sure I know what you mean. Mm. Kind of a weird... That striving Mm -hmm. to be better. Yeah. Better. To do better. Better. Mm -hmm. Hate the way this guy talks. To be worthy. Of the great inheritance that our founders bestowed. Yeah. Bestowed. So much of our politics, politics. our public life, our public discourse mm-hmm. can seem small. Yeah. And mean. Mean. And petty. Petty. This guy. Trafficking and bombast mm-hmm. and insult. <laughs> right. And phony controversies. And manufactured outrage. Are you kidding me? Manufactured outrage? Nobody manufactures more outrage than Barack Obama and the left. Our country Nobody. was lit on I mean, fire come by on this now. man. Come on. Uh, amazing. It's a politics that pretends to be brave and tough, but in fact is born of fear. 
John called on us to be bigger than that. He called on us to be better than that. Today is only one day in all the days that will ever be. Mm -hmm. But what will happen in all the other days that will ever come can yeah. depend on what you do today. Wow, that, I mean, wow, am I inspired. Yeah. It took him like an hour and a half to say about three sentences. Good gosh. Mm. What is, he just thinks everything he says is so powerful and so relevant and so profound that he has to say it really slowly so oh. it really soaks in. He's kind of like a every God. statement. Yeah, kind of. You know, he's above, kind of above uh, us. Uh-huh. Uh, also, uh, W got involved in it. Oh, uh, George W. Bush, of course, had to do a little subtle slam as well. He was honest. Mm-hmm. No matter whom it offended, presidents were not spared. <laughs> he was honorable, mm-hmm. always recognizing that his opponents were still patriots and human beings. He loved mm-hmm. freedom with the passion of a man who knew its absence. He respected the dignity inherent in every life, a dignity that does not stop at borders and cannot be erased by dictators. There's some uh, nice little politics in there. Uh, that's, that's what he always said when he was in office, that decency doesn't stop at the southern border. <laughs> Meaning, okay, just let them come. That's what it means to him. Just let them come in and uh, give them their dignity by letting them come in. I guess, to the country and do whatever they want here. It just, it doesn't make any sense. It just doesn't. Perhaps above sense. all, John detested the abuse of power. Right. Could not abide bigots and swaggering despots. Despots. There was something deep inside him that made him stand up for the little guy. Mm-hmm. To speak for forgotten people in forgotten places. <laughs> yeah, all right. That's good. So, the politicians were politicians. Um, it's, I mean... Still, it it didn't rise to the level of the Wellstone funeral. Remember the Democrats during the uh, when Senator Wellstone died, and they got together and had a little political rally. And help us win this election for Paul a, a funeral. For Paul Wellstone. <laughs> Might as well be chanting that. That is so extraordinarily inappropriate. Yeah. So at least it didn't, it didn't get to the Democrat level there. You know, I think that Did was not. the seat. I think Norm Coleman ended up with that seat, and that's who mm-hmm. uh, the seat was stolen uh, by Al Franken. Uh, Al Franken stole the Norm Coleman seat, who was put in. All right. After I think you're right. Wellstone. Yeah. So anyway. so it led anyway. It led to first a Republican. Mm-hmm. And then eventually they went back to a Democrat. But uh, but I think that backfired on him. Yeah. I, I really do. Now, I hope, you know, I, I don't know. I, I doubt that this um, will mean much politically uh, for them politicizing the, the funeral of John McCain against Donald Trump. Everybody taking shots at him. 
Meghan McCain did as well. But, you know, she's his daughter. She was all emotional. And I, I guess kind of understandable. Obama and Bush should have known better. Former presidents should have known better than to politicize somebody's funeral. And, and maybe his family is fine with that. I don't know. But they even po- politicized Aretha Franklin's funeral. Do you see, is it Eric Michael or Michael Eric? I can never, the guy's got like four first names. I, I don't know what his deal is. Eric Michael Dyson or Michael Eric Dyson. <laughs> Sweet. Let's see. It is Michael Eric. And he spoke at Aretha's funeral mm-hmm. and, of course, had some things to say about Donald Trump. Um, we are black in Detroit. We don't care. Take your shoes off. Dip it in the water. What? Get baptized. Uh, and then okay. this orange apparition had the nerve to say nice. mm-hmm. she worked for him. You lugubrious leech. Wow. You dopey doppelganger of deceit and deviance. Doppelganger? I'm sorry, I'm looking up lugubrious. <laughs> personally. It's doppelganger, mm-hmm. not doppelganger. But he's going to tell uh, Trump that he needs to be able to pr- pronounce things. Better. You lethal liar! <laughs> you dim-witted dictator! You foolish fascist! Good gosh! She ain't worked for you. She she ain't worked for you. Worked above you. Okay. She worked beyond you. Mm. Get your preposition right. Get your proposition right. I think he might mean preposition right. And then he's getting all these words wrong and all these phrases wrong. I feel the love of God. Good golly. Is he a pastor? Is Michael right. Eric Dyson a Am pastor? Oh, maybe I'm wrong. Okay, well. I, I don't know if he is or not. I don't, I don't know what that is. He shows up on MSNBC all the time. Oh, yeah, I'm wrong. Sorry. Yeah. I didn't think he was a pastor. Ooh, He's was... like a political pundit. Mm-hmm. Why he was invited to, to speak at Aretha Franklin's You just funeral. heard why he was invited I to guess. speak at Aretha Although now they're saying they were offended by it. Oh, really? Yeah, the family oh, says they were, they were offended. And then he got the nerve to say... He gonna grab it. That ain't what Aretha what? Franklin said. I'm gonna give you something you can feel. But he gives advice for Trump to get his preposition right, and <laughs> he mangles the English language like that. Come on, if you're, if you're gonna be throwing out English lessons during your eulogy, <laughs> at least have your English proper. Isn't that fair? I think that's fair. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Jeffy's no longer gonna be speaking at my. Funeral, if that is the prerequisite to be able oh, to speak I'll be clearly. there, though. <laughs> oh, I'll be there, my friend. Oh, you've been to so many funerals because so you're 300 years old. The family actually old. said that they were... Uh, yeah, it was just I just saw the headline. I didn't have time to... Uh, the, same, the same family that had Bill Clinton, uh, Al Sharpton, yeah. Jesse Jackson, oh, yeah. and uh, the other what's-his-face reverend... Uh, Jasper Williams, right? No, he's the one that spoke, but the okay. the uh, uh, Black Lives Matter. Why can't I think of his name now? It's off the top of my head. The Malcolm X killer. Oh, Farrakhan. Farrakhan. Oh, Farrakhan. All oh. sitting together at the in the front of this, in right. the front row on right. stage. Yeah, and they were offended by that. Right. I think not. Amazing. Yeah, they they did say that pretty they were amazing. Offended. Yeah. 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 Though, I mean, wow. Mm-hmm. Now, there's anyway. There's so much to uh, uh, talk about today, and, and we'll discuss your. Uh, your football team when uh, chewing the fat comes up in uh, a little right. over an hour. Looking forward but, to it. Uh, oh, my friend. Yeah, looking oh, forward to friend. it. Mm-hmm. One game. Does oh my not gosh. Equal five. Uh, now you can get the real solution for <laughs> stubborn. Era. Well, would What's you be that? saying if they lost it though? You'd be saying, okay, uh, it's already over. 
So the fact that they won does mean something. No, I, I know. We're 20% Congra- there, my friend. Congratulations. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot. Oh, I know. I mean, can I, know can I just can I just and jump in? Boy. here? I'm sorry. Let, let, let's. Hmm? Aretha Franklin's funeral. Pastor offends family after he didn't properly. They they're upset at the guy who was. Oh don't. Oh no, they're upset at the other guy who was actually good. Yes. Okay. Oh, the preacher because oh, oh, yeah, yeah we need guy. to get into that because oh, he hugged Ariana. Oh no no, not no him that, either. that's a different guy. The good guy. We're gonna show the you that one too. Good guy <laughs> offended. <laughs> Okay. The, guy, the one guy who was making any sense mm-hmm. in this thing. That's what they're offended. Reverend Jasper Williams. Okay, good. Wow, yeah. so they're so, not offended by Dyson. Okay, that makes... Oh, my that gosh. That actually makes, actually makes some crazy sense in some way. Yep. Uh, Aretha's nephew, Von Franklin, said okay. he spoke for 50 minutes, and at no time did he properly eulogize her. That's what I'm seeing, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Oh, he, did, he spoke... For 50 minutes and didn't properly bow down to the yeah, queen didn't, of soul? No, didn't he s- talked about how black babies should be allowed to live, and that offended him, I guess. I don't Ooh-wee. know. I don't know. Yeah, this guy wow. seems... Uh, how did he get invited to do the eulogy if he's conservative and they're not? Because it seems he was pretty conservative mm-hmm. there. Uh, yes, he was. Like pro-life, had some things to say to the black community. Yeah. Uh, it was interesting. We'll, we'll, we'll share that well, with you Well, they wanted up. the properly... I mean, the, the eulogy itself, like Smokey Robinson was great. Told the story of their life together when he met Aretha that I didn't mm-hmm. know when they were real little kids. Mm-hmm. And they've known each other since they were real little kids. And uh, how they've been friends forever and, you know, how much he missed her. And then he, he sang to her. That was great. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it was really cool. Yeah. Um, but, again... I'm glad that I, I was. I'm glad that they're actually upset at the good guy because when you had uh, those four people sitting in the front row that we mentioned before with yeah. Bill and Al and Jesse and uh, Jesper Williams, what? no, what? The Malcolm X. Guy. No, Farrakhan. 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 I could never remember that guy's name. I'm going to write it on my laptop for you. His name. <laughs> All sitting in the front row. It did not look good. Yeah, I mean, I, that's, no, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I did hear uh, uh, quite a bit uh, of the funeral because oh. my ears are clean. Yeah. And now you too can get a real solution for that stubborn earwax. The Wax RX Earwash System, doctor developed, works safely when all other products fail. The Wax RX System is the method physicians trust the most. It's just like the system they use in their offices. Comes with everything you need to safely clean out earwax and condition your ears conveniently at home for less than the cost of a doctor's visit. Got that? Less than the cost of a doctor's visit. Go to usewaxrx.com, order your reusable ear wash system today. Use the offer code radio. Why would you do that? Because they ship it to your house for free when you use the offer code radio. Usewaxrx.com. Usewaxrx.com. Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray is here. 888-900-3393. And a Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Uh, Jasper Williams uh, spoke at the uh, Aretha Franklin funeral. And so he asked about black lives. Do they matter? And then uh, he said these things. Do black lives matter? 
Let me answer like this. No, black lives do not matter. Black lives will not matter. Black lives ought not matter. Black lives should not matter. Black lives must not matter until black people start respecting black lives and stop killing ourselves. Black lives can never matter. Wow. How about that? And that's so, I I don't think that sat well with the Franklin family, at least according to the uh, nephew. Uh, They didn't appreciate that. He also talked about that uh, the KKK killed uh, 3,400 black people in an 86-year period of time. And he said, is that a lot? Yeah, you bet. That's That's a lot of people. Black people kill black people at that rate every six months. So he said, to double that, to get the yearly figure, which is, you know, almost 7,000, and then multiply that by 86. And that's how many black people have killed black people in the 86 years. Same 86-year time span that the KKK killed 3,400. I mean, that's not what they want to hear. They, apparently, they did not want to hear that kind of thing. Um, but that's pretty powerful. Pretty amazing. Yeah. Uh, but the truth, a lot of people just don't want to hear it. And so I'm, I'm sure he's not going to be invited back to uh, that neighborhood anytime soon. Uh, 888-933-93. Also, uh, the president is coming to Texas to campaign for Ted Cruz, uh, which hopefully bodes well for Ted Cruz. Uh, however, I think he's, I think Ted Cruz is going to have some issues with this because a billboard truck is about to hit the road here with a list, a curated list of president Donald Trump's tweets, his tweet attacks on Senator Cruz from the campaign. So the lion Ted tweets from 2016 are coming back. And uh, Democratic voter mobilization and an unlikely challenger have mounted an improbable campaign uh, for this Republican seat, according to the article. And so Trump uh, said an October rally is in the works for, for Cruz. He said, I'm picking the biggest stadium in Texas we can find. So that would be, that's obviously uh, AT&T, AT&T yeah. Dallas Cowboys Stadium. Or maybe one of the high school stadiums, which is probably about the same size as Cowboy Stadium. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) He said, help from the president was long unthinkable at a race uh, that for months looked like a cruise cakewalk. But now he's he's coming here. And uh, uh, that kid from uh, Parkland School, Mm. David Hogg, is raising a bunch of money to put these billboards all over the place for this uh, billboard campaign. One of them. One of them is uh, Trump's tweet. Why would the people of Texas support Ted Cruz when he accomplished absolutely nothing for them? He is another all talk, no action politician. And then all the lion Ted stuff. So, yeah, it's that's yeah, going to be ugly. He started a GoFundMe page to fuel this effort, and donations have apparently surged. Uh, their goal was. $6,000, they met that in within a day. Uh, 
they raised $9,760 and turned away from further uh, donations. Hopes to have the truck on the road in the next two weeks. Apparently, that's all they need to do this traveling billboard. Uh, Ted Cruz, for his part, hasn't commented on this effort. What's he going to say? Um, what is anybody going to say? You can't win anything. I mean, I mean, you can't say anything. Yeah. I, he tweeted all that stuff. Uh, they they weren't friends during the campaign. So, be interesting to see what happens. 888-933-93. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. The Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray returns on the Blaze Radio Network. Thanks for being with us. 888 And, of course, uh, you can tweet us at Pat Unleashed uh, any time of the day or night. Two Malaysian women have been uh, publicly caned for attempting to have lesbian sex, but we're the, the bad homophobes here in this country. We're the ones who you know, are always told so nasty and so mean. You, you rarely hear about any of this stuff going on. Uh, a judge sentenced the Muslim women, 22 and 32, to six strokes with a cane each in front of a courtroom of witnesses. Reportedly, the first time uh, this type of punishment has been carried out against two women for attempting to have sex. Hmm. You hear any outrage about that? I haven't heard a peep about it. Along with the caning, they were fined 3,300 Malaysian ringgit is $798. The women were dressed in white headscarves and clothing set on stools facing the judges while female prison officers struck their backs using rattan canes. Jeez. They didn't cry or scream. They showed remorse, according to uh, the Muslim Lawyers Association deputy president. Unlike uh, caning under civil laws, the punishment used under Islamic laws isn't intended to serve as a lesson rather than being painful or harsh, um, because it's all about repentance, I guess. And so they dished that out to them. Uh, also, Colin Kaepernick finally getting his just desserts here in this uh, Nike campaign. He's been chosen for Nike's 30th anniversary Just Do It campaign. Isn't that wonderful? That's neat. Isn't that great? Uh now, of course, Kaepernick is the person who started the NFL kneeling situation. Um, on Monday, he tweeted a black and white photo of himself featuring the Nike logo and Just Do It slogan, as well as a quote. So this is the Nike campaign. Believe in something, even if it means sacrificing everything. Ask him what it is he believes in. I... <laughs> Because when he started this thing, he said it was about the flag. It was about the anthem. It is about those things to him. Because, you know, America is such an awful country. 
he was only making $7 million a year playing a game and could still be making millions of uh, dollars a year, but he's chosen not to. Several NFL football teams have offered him gigs. As for uh, their part, Nike executive Gino uh, Fisinotti told ESPN, we believe Colin is one of the most inspirational athletes of this generation who's leveraged the power of sport to help move the world forward. We wanted to energize its meaning and introduce Just Do It to a new generation of athletes. So there, there you've got Nike uh, taking a stand on this nonsense, even though, uh, you know, just like the hands up, don't shoot movement, it's so flawed. It's such a flawed movement. Tell me exactly. If somebody could tell me exactly what it is they're, they're yelling about. What, what exactly are you protesting? Is it police? Is it the United States of America? Is it racism in general? What is it exactly? Let us know because I've never heard anybody articulate it except Colin Kaepernick who said it's about the flag and it's about the anthem. He doesn't like the United States of America. But I like this. He's getting help uh, and support from some interesting quarters of the world. He got some backing from the former president of Iran, Mahmoud Ahmadinejad, who who tweeted out yesterday, the NFL season will start this week. Unfortunately, once again... Kaepernick is not on an NFL roster, (laughs) even though he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. That's from Mahmoud Ahmadinejad. So I guess that guy's taking (laughs) time out from stoning women uh, for not wearing a hijab uh, to uh, watch NFL football games every Sunday. Yeah, you knew that, uh, maybe you didn't, perhaps you didn't, that uh, in Iran, um, the NFL's big there. Like, they just... Oh, I didn't know that. Love it. I, I didn't know that. Yeah. So. Yeah. Is it huge? The NFL's big in Iran? I don't even know. No. <laughs> Can you, what a weird, what a weird place to find like Kaepernick support. It's trying to just add. I was going to say create. Oh, we've long since created division in our country on our own. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Now we're just mm-hmm. uh, now we're just stoking fires from afar. That's what's happening there. I mean, if Mahmoud Ahmadinejad is on his side, what does that tell you? <laughs> it can't be good, right? Yeah. But, okay, if no lesser an authority than Mahmoud Ahmadinejad calls him one of the best quarterbacks in the league, you got to be sold. you got to be sold on that, right? Uh, we've got the uh, Cruz, Ted Cruz uh, tweet about this. Uh, t- Ted Cruz tweeted out when a radical anti-semite anti-american iranian dictator emphatically agrees with you maybe that's a sign that beto the nfl and nike are all on the wrong side of the american people so true well said i mean ted's been really good on all of this stuff with with beto and his tweeting out about the kneeling situation i gotta think of anything more american than to disrespect the flag and the anthem really okay Meanwhile, the NFL continues to flounder on this. In May, the owners uh, gathered at a hotel in the Buckhead Buckhead District of Atlanta 
And as a high-ranking official from one franchise made his way to a coffee break before the meetings began, he wondered what the group would do that week about the national anthem dilemma. What he did say was, what we can't do is get to next season and still be in this position. So what's happened? We're at next season, and they're still in this position. That's exactly where they are. The revised uh, anthem policy ratified by the owners at that May meeting amounted to an attempt to satisfy everybody, and it wound up satisfying no one. And so uh, the league and the union continue to attempt to reach a compromise on some kind of mutually agreeable policy. But that's pretty unlikely. The season starts, I think there's a Thursday game, isn't there? Oh, there might be. So day Just after in tomorrow. a few days, yeah. Yeah. Me and one uh, Stu Regeer might be uh, meeting up to uh, see the Atlanta Falcons play at the Super Bowl champion Philadelphia Eagles to open the season. And I think it's Thursday night. Yes, it is. And then you got the full slate of games on Sunday, mm-hmm. and there's, there's, I don't think, I don't think they're even talking about an agreement. What, what kind of agreement are they gonna, are they going to reach? I just, ugh. I mean, you've just got to have somebody take control of this situation. <laughs> if there was somebody, they maybe they should design like a, like a position and call it like. Um... Like a commissioner, right? Maybe of the NFL. Yeah, they need yeah. somebody like that. They can League pay commissioner. What, five million a year or something like that. And uh, give them it's such plane, an important. Or? I'd give them forty. Is it forty? <laughs> no, it's something ridiculous. It's what forty. Is it? He's is making it? forty million a year. Oh my gosh! What? Yeah, he's making forty <laughs> million dollars to make a year. No, Roger Goodell stance. to do nothing. To do nothing. to do nothing. He's making. $40 million a year. You know, this has to be about the most critical issue the NFL faces right now. Uh, yeah. This and the concussion thing mm-hmm. are the two biggest issues they face. Um, so you've done nothing, really, on either one of them. And it's, but especially this, which is so easy. All you have to do is come out with a statement. Look, this is a business. And these owners are businessmen. They have a product. You are the product. Okay. Now, they have customers, and if you're pissing off their customers, then the business is going to suffer. So here's what I'm going to say. Stop pissing off our customers. Mm. Don't kneel for the national anthem. If you want to do that on your own time, you can absolutely do that. But you're not going to do it around game time at all. That's all you have to do. Tell them it's a business. We hear that from these guys all the time. All these players are always saying, yeah, it's a business. When it comes to money, it's a business. Okay. Well, apparently you understand that concept then. This is a business. Stop pissing off customers. And if you if you want to go do, go do that on your own time, go do it on your own time. But in the meantime, who has? I haven't seen anybody doing it on their own time. Did you see anybody in the offseason? We've joked about that over and over again. Nobody was out there protesting in the offseason. You didn't see uh, Malcolm Jenkins of the Philadelphia Eagles out on street corners carrying a sign. <laughs> it never happened. Why? I I don't know. Maybe he's just not that dedicated to the to the issue. It's it's just agonizing. Somebody get a grip on it. And for Nike to make this statement that uh, Colin Kaepernick did such a great job in leveraging the power of sport 
to do this. Wow. That's the last thing your customers want too. Nobody wants nobody wants that in a football game. But keep doing it. Go ahead. Keep floundering. Uh, keep wasting our time. Keep pissing us off. And let's see. Let's see where the NFL ratings go from here. Most popular sport in the world, or at least in the United States of America, by far. And that's, But that's in jeopardy now. Now, you can say there's a lot of reasons for that, but one of them has got to be this nagging issue. This is just a thorn in the side of fans who, who love to watch football on Sunday. And if you, if you can't find a way through this thing, well, then good luck because it's going to be tough. And now the thing is, it's just, to me, this is the NFL players, or some of them, against Donald Trump. That's kind of what it's become because Trump has been so vocal about this. And President Trump has had a thing with the NFL for 35 years. Ever since the USFL folded, he's had it in for the NFL. So that's part of his issue. I think the other part is, you know, he knows that people don't appreciate this any more than he does. So he's taking advantage of that. And then these these players are responding to him. It's just agonizing. Because, I mean, we just want an escape from it for a while. Can you not just give us that escape for three and a half hours on a Sunday afternoon? I mean, there's nothing left, man. Jeez. There's no refuge left. It's uh, 888-900-3393. Um, let me tell you about Field of Greens from Brickhouse Nutrition. This is a way to get uh, really nasty-tasting vegetables into your diet, into your system. Uh, because you don't have to taste them, actually. I mean, kale. What, what is what is a kale? Kale chips. You know what they do for those? <laughs> they remove the kale leaves from the stems. Mm. And doesn't that sound delicious so, you, so far? So you take the you, you remove take a it leaf from, the stem? from a stem, and then you tear it into bite-sized pieces. Mmm. Mm. And then so I guess you you fry it. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't that be yummy? No. So good. No, it's not. <laughs> But there's a way to get that into your into your system, and it's the way I do it every day. It, you take a full serving, you get a full serving of organic fruits and vegetables with every scoop. Pre and probiotic, it'll boost your immune system. There's antioxidant power there. And it's not an extract. It's actual, real food. So you take one scoop, put it in eight ounces of water, whatever drink. It's just that easy. It tastes great. BrickhousePat.com. Try Field of Greens today. Get 10%. Off a month supply when you use the offer code PAT. BrickhousePat.com. Pat Gray Unleashed. On the Blaze Radio Network. Unleashed. Welcome. Thanks for being here. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three, and at Pat Unleashed, where politics tweets 
Uh, Kaepernick moving things forward, more like dragging things, kicking and screaming backward. Uh, Mercenary Grip, the marketing guy who came up with the Kaepernick campaign, will be looking for a new gig shortly. Wonder if he'll claim to be blacklisted when no one wants him either. Uh, Lone Wolf 2965, would you have preferred if Dyson had gone full carry and pronounced the word uh, doppelgenger? Doppelgenger? Yeah. Uh, Like, Like, as in a fashion reminiscent of Genghis Khan. (laughs) Uh, Dmitry Levitsky says, uh, remember when McCain was a warmonger that hated women and was too old and unfit to be in office in uh, 2008? Yeah, that's that's one of the things that made it so agonizing Mm -hmm. to see Obama talking like that, as he did about him. I mean, that's not what you said in 2008. You, you You ran that guy through the ringer. And from uh, Tom, just give Jeffy milk to wash down the lovely taste of Pat's underwear. That's a good idea. I like that a lot. Like that a lot. I don't even know if we should give him milk afterward. Oh. Yeah, let's... uh, Or water. Or anything to drink, for that matter. We should lock him in a well, (laughs) steel-reinforced cage. Yeah. um, Yeah, yeah. With a couple of sets of bars Mm -hmm. until he eats it. He's not allowed to leave until it is Mm -hmm. consumed. Completely completely consumed. Mm Mm-hmm. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Uh, HJ in Missouri, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hey, uh, how you doing, Pat? Good. Uh, love the show. Thank um, you. So I suggest that every time a player kneels, they should uh, the the owners should basically find them, take that money, and put it towards a charity of the owner's choice. I I like that. I like that. Hmm. Um, appreciate it. Thanks, HJ. Uh, they could also put it toward the charity of the player's choice. For that matter, that way, uh, you can spin this in that. Well, we're just contributing to the charity that they mean that you know means so much to them, the cause that means so much to them. We're taking their money that they give us and giving it to that wonderful cause. I uh, I don't know. It'd have to be a huge fine because to make any dent in these guys' salary, uh, you know, I who was it? I just saw was fined eight hundred thousand a game and. It wasn't even oh, that's... half of his game salary. Is um, it per, per game or per day missing camp? Yeah, it might have been. Khalil might Mack? Have been, it might have been Khalil Mack. And, you know, he just and, – and now he's signed a $25 million a year uh, situation. The, your division, the Packers division, the NFC North, oh, overnight man. just became Oof. a four-way wow. free-for-all, man. It really did. That division is – it's, it's be tough, intense. top to bottom, mm-hmm. and Chicago just got really good on defense. Yep, really good. So if their new quarterback Trubisky turns out to be, you know, pretty good, they're going to be tough. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Over the weekend, there was something uh, kind of strange that happened at a concert in Berlin featuring U two. <laughs> Apparently, Bono was singing. Do you know what song was he singing? You know, it happened over you know? the course of several songs. I know Did there it? was one out there when he tried to sing. So he just started cracking, day. and it just sounded like that when he was trying to say "beautiful day." It sounded like a thirteen-year-old boy. It was <laughs> like his voice is changing or something. Man, and it is he hurt. going through puberty? I believe at sixty. Yes. Mm-hmm. Benjamin Button, now the lead singer <laughs> of the band U two. <laughs> uh, here's what you feel bad because I I really like Bono. We've talked about this before. He's you know he's a guy who loves America mm-hmm. and who. Uh, understands its its goodness, and who also understands what capitalism has brought to the world. So he's not a socialist. He might be liberal, 
But he is not a socialist like so many of these guys are. Anyway, here's what uh, started to happen to him. Oh, boy. Well, I mean, sometimes that happens, and, and they're just their voices off for the whole night. Yeah, he just, he could not. They, That's really weird. Yeah. So, <laughs> and then I guess he apologized to the crowd. Yeah. Here's here's uh, what he said to the crowd after the song. Took a break for ten or fifteen minutes. Did, no. did so, he do that? And did he come back out? So I don't know that he came back out. Um, there, there are so many um, shots during the concert of him just bowing his head. Just you just feel for him. But there's two updates to this story. Number one, he's been checked up by doctors. It's nothing serious. Oh, that's good. It's I guess it's just like worn out right now. Uh, okay. Um, and they rescheduled it uh, for all those ticket goers uh, holders in Berlin for November. They're coming back. So, cool. Yeah. For free? Oh yeah. I mean, please. I, I'm going to say that's, yes. I mean, I don't. you know, the crowd could turn on you when you uh, lose your voice in the middle of a show because yeah. it's not cheap. I mean, I, I don't know what they charge in Berlin, but, you yeah. know, tickets to like the floor seats to a YouTube show have to be pricey, like hundreds of dollars a piece. Yeah. Hundreds. Yeah. And so if you don't, if you're halfway through and then you got to quit, uh, some people could be pissed, but they seem pretty supportive. Yeah, and social media was very forgiving, of course. As and well. he's earned that, yeah. I think. He's and they go over years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's uh, so good. Uh, anyway, we'll be watching for you uh, two back in Berlin in October. November. I mean, November. Um, you know, I, I, I've seen shows where the lead singer has been that way the whole time. Oh. You know, they just don't have it that night. And then you just suffer through a really crappy show. Oh, no. I mean, what do you do? <clears throat> if you do, Because your voice, like mine is going right now for some reason, in oh, sympathy no. for, for Bono or oh, something. Oh, my goodness, that's so sweet. <clears throat> isn't, that, isn't that precious? Hmm. I'm just feeling, uh, 
you know, some kind of uh, synchronicity with him, I guess, at this point. Oh, no. Sympathy. <laughs> Sympathy throat. So, I, I mean, and, and little things can affect it. Smoke or cold or... That's one of the things Bono, I remember, uh, and there's another clip, yeah, that, where he's saying, you know, there's a lot of smoke. He's like, I feel like I'm standing in a yeah. cigar. I don't know if it's that, but... And see, in the United States, that wouldn't happen to him because mm. there's no smoking in places like that. Uh, and I think it's pretty universal now. Right? It's pretty universal. Huh. So, I mean, if at a rock concert, it kind of makes sense not to have people smoke. 888 More Pack Gray Unleashed coming up. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. It's Pat, and thanks for listening to Pat Gray Unleashed. When you have some time, you should check out The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. I think you're going to really like it. You can find it wherever you download your favorite podcast. Pat Gray is here on The Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three and at Pat Unleashed on the Twitterverse thing. Uh, I don't know what it is on you know the Snapchat thing or Instaface or whatever that is. You I, called it Instaface? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, breaking news though: Arizona governor is going to name not Cindy McCain or Megan McCain, but John Kyle as John McCain's Senate replacement. John Kyle. Okay. Now, seriously, I don't remember that much about John Kyle. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cindy McCain says John Kyle is a dear friend of mine and John's. It's a great tribute to John that he's prepared to go back into public service to help the state of Arizona. Uh, Jeff Flake also praised the choice. So that leaves me <laughs> very worried. Uh-huh. <laughs> very worried. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I mean, could, you, could it be any worse than John McCain was? Hmm. Probably not. You know, if if he does what McCain did, well, we we have just that continuing. Um, this is also breaking now because the Bob Woodward book on Donald Trump is about to be released, and he claims to have all kinds of really incendiary stuff in it. Uh, explosive excerpts revealed by the Washington Post paint a picture of the White House gripped by fear loathing and chaos what would you expect from bob wood bob woodward of course he's he's going to paint the white house that way according to the book though titled fear trump called attorney general jeff sessions a traitor yeah i probably believe that and complained everybody's trying to get me after he learned that robert Mueller had appointed a special counsel uh trump also called sessions mentally retarded i mean if if you can prove that, if you've got audio of that, that's not good. That's, of course, it would, it, would it hamper Trump? I don't know. Maybe not. President was also the subject of insults. He was called unhinged and an idiot by his chief of staff, John Kelly, according to Woodward. Uh, the, it will also claim in this book that it's going to be released in a couple of weeks. <clears throat> he phoned defense secretary, supposedly. James Mattis, to say, let's effing kill him after Syrian leader Bashar Assad launched a chemical attack. 
Let's go in. Let's kill the effing lot of them. Uh, he is reported to have said. Um, so this all comes out on September 11th, which is oof, amazing. Um, he says in the book that he conducted hundreds of hours of interviews with participants and witnesses in the conversations he writes about. He also had tapped notes, diaries, and government documents. The interviews were granted on the condition of deep background, which according to Woodward meant that he could write what happened. He could not reveal the sources of particular stories. So we're going we're gonna to get a book full of quotes that nobody can be attached to ever. That nobody will say on the record, yeah, I said that the president made that statement. Nobody's going to do that. So how do you believe any of it? If you don't have the guts to go on the record, then you shouldn't be saying this stuff, as far as I'm concerned. In the Washington Post, in a separate article, published um, a lengthy transcript of a call last month between Trump and Woodward, during which the president said, I would have loved to have spoken to you for the book. Woodward replied that he had sought an interview with the president, though, though about half a dozen people, through about half a dozen people, including... Uh, Kelly Con- Kellyanne Conway and Raj Shah. Trump reportedly said, yeah, they don't tell me. <laughs> Mattis is depicted in the book as being particularly exasperated and alarmed by having to tell the president, we're doing this in order to prevent World War III, to justify the presence of U.S. military on the Korean per- peninsula. Mattis told associates that Trump acted like and had the understanding of a fifth or sixth grader. Jeez. So, again, with nobody nobody being connected to these quotes, yeah. you're just going to have it thrown out there. And, obviously, the White House is going to deny all of this. And Woodward is going to stick to it all. And then people are going to say, well, okay, who said these things? Let's have your sources. And he won't reveal them. It's his word against theirs. Which, you know... Oh, my gosh. What was the group um, that tries to protect the anonymity of journalists and sources um, that journalists use? Mm-hmm. Uh, they want whoever leaked some documents or, or something um, during, the, um, uh, during, the, during the Clinton trial with mm-hmm. Monica Lewinsky, mm-hmm. whoever gave those up, um, I think to, I, I don't know the, all the details here, but they think it's Kavanaugh. And they're like, oh, he can't be protected oh, right. because he is uh, in line to be a, a SCOTUS a, a juror. And uh, right. we can't have someone that, uh, that was uh, outing a president anyway. Um, so so he, he can't be protected because he's a Republican nominee for the Supreme Court. But everyone else Everybody is. else can. Mm-hmm. Uh, another uh, Trump quote supposedly about Jeff Sessions. Okay. He's this dumb Southerner. Ooh. He couldn't even be a one-person country lawyer down in Alabama. Whoa. Um, you know, I th- I tend to believe the Sessions quotes because he's been so virulent against Sessions just because Sessions recu- recused himself. I don't get this Jeff Sessions thing. I-, I don't. Maybe somebody can explain, a Trump supporter or somebody who hates Sessions as much as the rest of these guys do. This was the first major endorsement Donald Trump received. This was a guy that everybody thought was going to support Ted Cruz. I thought so. 
because they were like-minded, because they were both strong conservatives. So I thought, well, he's obviously going to go with Ted Cruz. Nope. From the outset, he goes with Donald Trump, the very first one. And this is how the guy gets treated now? Just because he recused himself? Uh, it's a little disconcerting to me. Yeah, he's... Fire him. Yeah, exactly. You that's, know, he, you're that's the your prerogative, man. Why, why do you continue to whine and complain about him when you've got the ability to fire him? Yeah. If he's doing a terrible job, fire the guy and get somebody else. I, I've never seen anything like this where the back and forth continues, although Sessions doesn't really do much back to him. He did defend himself last week once. Um... But but it mostly comes from Trump to Sessions, calling him a traitor, uh, calling him stupid, uh, saying that you know he's out to get him, and all of all of this stuff that he's worthless, that he's he's not doing anything. Well, if that's the case, then fire the man. I, I don't understand. I've never seen it w- where it goes this long, and it's this bad a relationship between a president and an attorney general, and it continues. When you can do something about it, strange. I mean, a lot of people have left the White House. A lot of people have left the cabinet. If it's not working out, relieve him of his duty and let's move on. Why the back and forth like this without taking care of it? Um, so it's it'll be interesting to see uh, what what happens once this Woodward book sees the light of day. Um, according to the post account of the book, uh, Kelly, uh, General Kelly despaired of dealing with Trump, whom he called unhinged during discussions. He's an idiot. It's pointless to try to convince him of anything. He's gone off the rails. <laughs> that's that's going to be a tough one for the, and I'm sure the White House will deny that. They already have, because I think some of this has already been leaked, and they've already said, no, that didn't happen. Uh, he added, we're in crazy town. I don't even know why any of us are here. This is the worst job I've ever had. Again, if that's the case, why are you still there? If that's the way you feel, I mean, you could go anywhere and do anything after the career he's had. Why would General Kelly still be there? Woodward reports that after Trump finally condemned white supremacists and neo-Nazis, he initially claimed that both sides were to blame for violence. That's true. During a white supremacist rally last year in Charlottesville, he complained to AIDS, that was the biggest effing mistake I've made. Well, now, that's, yeah, the way he put it, the way he kind of seemingly hedged, probably was one of, the, one of his biggest mistakes. But to say that there were bad people on both sides, because there was Antifa there. Antifa was there. They are bad people. They are violent uh, and they're not patriots. So, I mean, a lot of that was true. And he's got no... <clears throat> nobody nobody gives him any uh, credit for that. Nobody ever says, yeah, you know, Antifa's pretty bad too. I mean, look what they've done since. So maybe he was right in retrospect. Nope. That would never happen with Donald Trump. So another uh, major issue is going to develop now that this uh, book is out there and and some of the some of the comments have been leaked that supposedly came from white house personnel and i'm guessing that'll start this afternoon with uh, 
with Sarah Huckabee being peppered with questions about how true this is. So we'll see. That should be a, a fun afternoon. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Recently, there were two really tragic officer involved shootings. One where officers accidentally shot an innocent bystander, and in another, a hostage was killed. And that's not to be critical of law enforcement. Uh, I mention this because these are trained professionals who train for this these scenarios thoroughly, and still once in a while have tragic outcomes. So. What does that say for the rest of us who train, you know, maybe once a month at a range, a few times a year? Don't risk being un- unprepared, undertrained, and spending the rest of your life really regretting a certain moment that happened in your home. iTarget Pro has revolutionized home firearm training. This is something that allows you to train all the time if you want to. And you don't have to buy a bunch of ammo. You don't have to pay for range fees. You don't have to... Worry about the gas to and from the range. You just do it in your home. It comes with um, with a target. Your, it uses your cell phone and their app. And there's a laser that comes with it that you put in the bu- in the gun instead of a bullet. And so with the laser, that detects where your shots are hitting on the target. It's a great way to prepare. And it's a great way to do it in your home where, heaven forbid, that might be where you most need to be prepared. I hope it never happens. We all hope and pray that situation never arises. But if it does, you certainly want to be prepared for it. And this is the way to do it. iTarget Pro. Right now, you can save 10% when you use the offer code PAT to purchase the iTarget Pro system. Save money, save time, and take your skill to the next level with iTarget Pro. It's the letter I, then TargetPro.com. iTargetPro.com, offer code PAT. Pat Gray Unleashed. Returns after this on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray returns. It's some fresh new music, huh? You like it? Did you spearhead that effort? No. No. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, yeah. I, did. Yeah. I was waiting. To, I wanted to hear where the transition was going. I was listening yeah. to the music. You know. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, I went through a bunch of bumpers. Did you? So did if you know? don't like any, right. if you don't like any, uh-huh. you let can you know. a let me know and b okay. blame me in the process. All right. Good. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three, and at Pat Unleashed on Twitter, Millennial Falcon tweets. I am not hoping for it, but I often wonder if there's anything that might actual actually damaged the president politically. My co-workers refer to him as Teflon Don, which to this point is pretty accurate and equally amazing. Yeah, he's seems that way. Uh, from Mike, between the kneeling and new tackling rules where the players basically can't touch anybody, the NFL will soon stand for no football league. Uh, let's see. Uh, Doreen Thomas tweets, For eight years I was called a race- racist if I disagreed with POTUS. Now I'm a racist if I agree. With POTUS. <laughs> yeah, awesome. So true. Saves 84. I'll be watching the NFL and the Broncos this week. Uh, this weekend. Most likely wearing Nike while drinking my Coors Light. I really don't care. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. That's conservatives though, right? We just want to live our lives. Leave, leave us alone. Leave us alone. I don't want to, I don't want to play your dumb games. <sighs> and yet, 
they they seem to be winning with all of their tactics. So it causes me to pause every once in a while and say, mm, maybe we should borrow that technique for a while. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three in uh, in Florida, we have Ron DeSantis of the cult of Trump against Andrew Gillum of the Democratic Socialists. So what a fun, fun mashup matchup for governor in Florida that is. Um, this is fun, though, because CNN's Dana Bash asked Gillum how he's going to pay for his Medicare for All plan. Because everybody's got one now. Everybody's on the universal health care bandwagon, aren't they? All these Democrat socialists are all guaranteeing free health care because everybody else in the world has it. Really? Read up on those. Read up on those people. And find out, A, how great really is their health care system? B, even if it is great, does anybody have to wait? Perhaps a year or more for serious, necessary surgery? Uh, C, how much does it cost? I mean, Sweden is a really good example. Ask the Swedes how well their healthcare system is going. Uh, there's a story where a woman with uh, just diagnosed with cancer, she said she didn't know if that was worse or what they told her next. And by the way, we can get you in mm, a year from next Thursday. Wait, what? So you just told me I have cancer. And then you told me I have to wait a year for surgery? Hmm. Okay. In her particular case, it worked out okay because she, she did wait the year. And she stayed alive during that time, fortunately, wow. and they did operate on her. But, I mean, how often do people die while they're waiting for health care? You know that happens a lot. Or the condition certainly worsens. And the other thing is, the average Swede pays more than 50% of their income in taxes. The average is over 50%. I'm sorry. I'd rather pay for my own health care than have you take over half of what I've earned. I mean, that's just, it's just immoral. It's illogical. It's, uh, it's, it's immoral. And yet, uh, we hear all the time that, well, every other industrialized nation in the world has it, so why can't we have it? The taxes would kill us. The taxes. 888 So, CNN's Dana Bash asked Andrew Gillum, how are you going to pay for this Medicare for all health plan? Uh, here's what he finally says. Are you ready to tell the people of Florida that they need to pay a lot more in taxes to fund your health care plan? Well, let me first say there was also a report, Dana, that showed that uh, should we move to cover more mm-hmm. people through a Medicare for all system, mm-hmm. we could actually save the system trillions oh. uh, over an extended period of time. You could, but in the uh, short but I will term, tell you in this, order to do I, that, you need to raise taxes. Fair? So what I, what I would say is, first of all, and I want to be clear about this, the state of Florida could not take this road by itself. Taxes would have to be raised. Is that, is that yeah. fair? Do you agree with that? I, 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 I don't buy that. And how do you find that kind of money for the government without mm-hmm. raising taxes? 
So first I'd say, one, Florida could not do it by itself. But secondly, mean, we have Florida? the opportunity what? to expand uh, Medicaid for over 700,000 of the most medically needy people here in the state of Florida. My governor and legislature refused to do that. Do you know it costs us about $6 billion in money that should have come from the federal government to the state of Florida that we never received? I remember growing up as a kid having to wait for the mobile uh, dental clinic to come through the neighborhood in order to have my teeth cleaned. Yeah, I know, uh, the I know you concern have experiences as a government official, you have to make it work and you have to make the Absolutely. numbers work. So I, I still don't understand how you would do it without raising taxes. Thank you. So the first first step we would take is expand is. Medicaid and pull down about six billion dollars a year from the federal government. Ron DeSantis and Donald what? Trump what? have worked uh, so overtime let me just, to let me just uh, make get it access to health care less affordable. Will you yeah. will you say that you will not support raising taxes to make your health care plan work? I will absolutely not raise taxes on everyday working Floridians to uh, uh, get access to What about people. wealthier people? So what I said, uh, and Good I gosh. ran on this, by the this way, is, is that we will increase taxes for, the, for corporations in our state who right now, okay, uh, just so you're aware, only 3% of companies in the state of Florida pay the corporate tax rate, 3%. And that 3% under the Donald Trump tax scam uh, got a mm. windfall of $6.3 billion overnight. Well, that's good <laughs> i can't man that's I don't know. good how do you respond to this stuff and i well because they've demonized corporations you you can't say anything good about corporations because they're they're from hell itself mm-hmm. they're from the bowels of hell yeah. all of a sudden yeah and they they really got all they could take from the donald trump tax scam yeah, and you know how he hesitates there because he yeah. he's like, I got this line, I gotta gotta work out a Senate structure to get to this line mm-hmm. about the Donald Trump tax scam, and, and he did, it, and then it throws him off, and he's like, <laughs> you know, and then he continues back to his. Th- uh, I'm sure he was a little surprised, yeah, being on CNN that and was being something else held to the yeah, she held his feet to the fire, which is great, good for her. Uh, finally, somebody's you know hangs in there long enough to get them to admit, yes, okay, yes, I'm going to raise taxes, and don't believe the <laughs> lie that it's only going to be on the wealthiest Floridians, because that is an absolute lie. It's a lie. Of course, working people will have to pay more. You could you could take every penny from all the rich people, take it all, do a hundred percent tax on the rich. That's not going to be enough to pay for this. It's not going to be enough. And he said himself, Florida can't do it by itself. Wait, what? So you're going to ask the rest of us to pay for your damn health care system? No. No. I'm sorry. If you want to try socialism in Florida and the people elect you to do that, then good luck on your own, Florida. No, I'm not paying for it. That's why I don't live in Florida. Or California or Massachusetts, where they actually have this crappy plan and it doesn't work. I love that. Every time, every single time these socialists are put on the spot, they say the same thing. Well, first of all, it's going to save money. What I would say is Mm. what I've been saying, what I've said in the past is. (laughs) I love how they hedge. And every single time it starts with the word look, you know they're hedging, they're trying to find some way around it, or they're just going to flat out lie to your face. <laughs> look, what I would say is it's going to save money in the long run. Well, how long is that run? What, 30 years from now? 
this socialized medicine would cost us $3.3 trillion, And that is, that is from a liberal think tank. $3.3 million a year, every year, for the next 10 years. 33, I mean, not, did I say million? It's $3.3 <laughs> trillion. $3.3 trillion, so over 10 years, it's $33 trillion. That, that number is half of all the money in the world. So... Is that a lot? <laughs> well, I mean, it's only half. You no, know, it's it's only half. Mister Half Glass, the full money. or empty, right. or exactly. Something. It's how do you look at the world? How do you look at the world? I look at it as half full. So mm-hmm. we still have another half of all the world's money to spend on something else. See, and I look at it as <laughs> we're all screwed. Yeah, is kind of how. Yeah, I that's look kind at of. Mm-hmm. If we don't get a grip on this, if we don't call BS on these BSers, we are going to be screwed. We got to stand up and say, no, look, no. First of all, if Florida can't do it itself, then Florida can't do it. You're not taking from the rest of us with your stupid ass socialism. Forget it. 888 <laughs> Jeffy coming up next to chew the fat. Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Ah, time for uh, chewing the fat with Jeffy, who is on the verge of a delicious meal. Am I? <laughs> 20, Am you're 20, I? You're twenty percent there, my friend. Twenty percent. Twenty percent. Yeah. Let's be clear. Uh-oh. First of all, there's not, there not a chance. First of all, there's not a chance. You, that's what you said. I'm sorry, but there is a chance. <laughs> there's not a chance. If they'd lost over the weekend, there wouldn't be a chance. Mm-hmm. There is a chance yeah. you're eating my underwear, dude. <laughs> I'll tell you who's got a chance of eating underwear. You, my friend. For what? Are you, my friend. No, it's Oh, no. my gosh. No. I'm going to tell you something no. right now. This it's weekend, not going to happen. It cannot before happen. We, before we get back to football, if it happens, this weekend... If it happens, not only will I eat my underwear, I think I'm leaving. I'm just going to, I'm leaving this planet. I'm leaving the planet. I'm going with with Elon Musk. The two of us have lost our minds and we're traveling to Mars together. That might be fun, actually. (laughs) It might be. And by the time we get there, 20 years from now, we'll both be sex slaves. But that's okay. I mean, it's better than what's going on here. you know, that sounds like a good thing. (laughs) It doesn't sound that bad of a thing. Well, depending, depending, you know. No, depends not on... you know certain factors <laughs> but uh but yeah i i can't take the i can't take the beto thing can't take i'm it. telling you 
we were I was in a fairly affluent neighborhood this weekend. Mm-hmm. And I could not believe the Beto O'Rourke signs. Um, in yeah, I was I was in and in my in, neighborhood in South Lake. Just say it because South Lake, Texas. Yeah, uh, we, which is one of the wealthier uh, little suburbs in the country, probably. Yeah. And you know, DFW for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and and my neighborhood is not uh, South Lake. No, and it added another Beto sign over this past week. I and yeah, yeah. This neighborhood has no business. Voting with socialist. With O'Rourke sign. I know. Mine either. And, and there's... Unless there's... Told you there's two in my neighborhood. Unless these people are working for the government and they just expect that this is going to continue the, the, the money influx for them. Uh, maybe. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know how, they, how, how that can, they can justify that. You know, it's... I just don't. Um, he's long, according to this article, Beto has long owned up to his drunken driving arrest 20 years ago. Uh, described it in a Houston Chronicle, San Antonio Express News op-ed piece earlier this week as a serious mistake for which there's no excuse. But it's kind of interesting because a lot of uh, TED supporters are tweeting that out. You know, maybe you can't make the debate because, and then it's the drunk driving. The... <laughs> a lot of the of them fans was... are blaming Ted for those debates, too, which uh, is false. But... Yeah, it is false. Maybe he can't make the debate because, and then they put the mugshot. Maybe they, he can't make the debate because he's got another uh, thing scheduled, and then they put the, the, the picture of him in the dress with the punk rock band. <laughs> now, look. You know, the guy has been oh, pounding the streets, though. I mean, that's the same with what Cortez did. We talked about it, you know, before. Alexandria did the same he's, thing. He's pounding he's the streets. pounding the pavement, man. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it, it feels... And everybody thinks he's so cool. I mean, I, I keep seeing the word cool from everybody, including all these out-of-state celebrities well, they love who him. love him. Oh, that, Why I mean, don't you marry him. him, then? Okay? Marry him, but don't <laughs> saddle him with us. <laughs> right. Don't saddle us with him is a, is a better way to put that. But I don't care how cool he is. Oh no! I care about his his policies, yeah. and they're terrible. Yeah. He's a socialist. Yes. <laughs> That's, I, I mean, I, I can't take it. I can't take it. Uh, there's another indication of how much cooler Beto O'Rourke is than Ted Cruz. Nobody said Ted <laughs> Cruz was... Mr. Suave In fact, debonair. we said just the opposite. Yeah, yeah he has <laughs> said the fact. opposite. Okay. He's a constitution nerd. That's what I'll take in office, though, over the punk rock guitar player. Okay? Absolutely. Guys, first of all, he was terrible on guitar, um, if you remember correctly. This is Beto on the guitar. All right. When was this? 93, I think. He's got terrible. That's it's. He's gotten a lot better. Now. He's on television doing that. That's good. It's embarrassing, man. <laughs> Very embarrassing. embarrassing. Some and then some journalists found uh, like their first album on some punk rock magazine website or something, and shared it with everybody and nice. talked about how you know if you're if you like punk rock, this is really good. Uh, I don't like punk rock. I listened to a little bit. It wasn't really good. Uh, but that's just more that proof to these people of how like cool he is. Punk rock. No, it didn't, did it? Well, they, no. it kicks into a, you know, the chainsaw stuff after this. But the <laughs> <laughs> and then it just 
kicks into something indecisible. In uh, I, I don't know what it was. Uh, however, I will say that you know now that uh, and what makes it feel even worse for me is that I'm torn between uh, Donald Trump coming here for Ted Cruz. Uh, having the I am rally too. for Ted. I'm torn. Yeah, we talked that. about that a little bit because I the heard tweets. You, are, I heard you get on the tweets are going to come up. The lion Ted already stuff. Have, yeah, they already have bad. Yep. Uh, underneath uh, the the thread for Ted's tweet, which mm-hmm. uh, you know was terrific. Glad to see you. I don't know. I don't know if you read his tweet, but he quoted the the Trump tweet when Trump said, "You know, I'm going to be doing this major rally for Senator Cruz, and we're looking for the biggest uh, right. venue." Yeah, and then Ted was like, "Terrific! Texas will be glad to see you working together. We've won major victories for the people of Texas: historic tax cuts, repealing job killing regulations, rebuilding the military, confirming strong constitutionalist judges, and as a result, the Texas economy is booming." Okay. I mean, he's right. Yes. But the threads underneath that mm-hmm. one and the threads underneath the Trump tweet are bad. Yeah, like... Real bad. Like Trump's tweet uh, from 2016, why would the people of Texas support Lion Ted right. when, he was a com- when, he was, when he accomplished absolutely nothing for them? Hmm. He's another all-talk, no-action politician. That, I mean, that's uh, and straight it's going to be that kind of stuff. I know. I mean, this... Uh, <laughs> at Ted Cruz, desperately grasping his straws. I don't know about that. I'm not that far yet, but begs Trump to come campaign for him, begs for the support of the man who describes who he describes as a moral pathological liar, pathetic, spineless, opportunistic. I mean, Oof. and I felt that way when uh, I, and I think he said it in your interview when you talked to Ted about uh, and maybe maybe uh, I, I heard him in an interview say that uh, he was uh, trying to get Trump to come here. Yeah, and it may have been yes, when, he was. when uh when he was talking to you on this program. Mm-hmm. And I thought at the time when as soon as he said it I was like, "Ooh, that doesn't sound like a good idea." I mean, I know that he's a Trump is a big draw. Yeah. And you know, the fan mm-hmm. the fans are there and he's been helping people across, you know, across the country and I get it and you know, thank you so much if you're if you if he helped people get elected. Okay, good. I just feel like that's not Cruz's thing. Yeah, it's it, he's in a tough position. Because the Republican Party is all about Trump right now. It's it's not about any policies. It's not about any conservatism. It's not about any of that. It's about Donald Trump. And how much do you support Donald Trump? So I if know. you can't get Trump to come and endorse you, then I guess you're not a Republican and you're not going to get the the Republican money. I, I don't know what I... Uh, but, he, but you're right about being in a tough place because... But okay, if you so, don't, if you don't, then you're... You, you you don't have the president of the United States campaigning for you, so he's in a he's between a rock and a hard place. Boy, I don't no know kidding. what what he should do. I don't know either. But with all the Lion Ted tweets, I know you know. And JFK, look how pissed off we wife were. Ugly, yeah. I oh mean, my all gosh. Of it. Oh good golly. I mean it it was bad. Yes, it's why you know it was one of it was one of the many reasons we didn't like Trump during that time. And I'll give you you know hey that was just part of the campaign, but even then. And, and, well, he lied about it. Just him. doesn't seem mm-hmm. that it, it was more than that. It was more than being part of the campaign. You know that. Mm-hmm. You know the the whole JFK and the yeah. lion Ted. Oh my gosh! And, the, and he the lied about the lion ugly. Ted stuff. The lion Ted thing started because one of Ted's people uh, tweeted out, I believe, that um, yeah, I was in Iowa just ahead of the. Can't, uh, just ahead of the uh, Iowa caucus, and they said that so and so that was Carson, going home. Carson, yes, Carson's getting it was out of Carson the race. was was going home or something, and he was. 
going oh, yeah, home to, to change clothes. Yeah, yeah like, wait, they had to get a new suit. Wait, you, you there's no clothing stores no. in Iowa? I mean, no, I know the, it's no, mostly a farming allergic. state. No, but he's allergic to But I think you could get clothes no, there. No, he's allergic. No, ben, ben he, had, he had to go But you can now. You couldn't in 2016. <laughs> Come on. So that was made up to be a lie when it wasn't a lie. I know. And remember, what, and that started the whole thing. And remember, the worst part was when Ted himself—I think it was Ted himself. It might not have been, but remember when that, when the video posted of Ted at one of his rallies came across the street to try to talk <laughs> sense to a guy. Yeah, yeah. And all that guy did through the whole thing was holler in Ted's face, lying Ted. Yeah. He was having none of the conversation. Right. And right, and that was like the beginning of the end, or maybe I mean the end had already absolutely started, but I mean that was a bad thing. To have make the rounds because mm-hmm. it was just nothing but lion Ted after that, and it was ugly. And I, you know, I do not want Beto. <laughs> if Beto is elected here in mm-hmm. Texas, um, even the joy of watching you eat your underwear uh, is not going to bring me joy. No, that'd be bad. I mean, I watch it. Don't get me <laughs> wrong. I'll I'll be here for that. Yeah, but uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh. well, first. You'll be eating yours. <laughs> that will happen at the end of this month. So, when did, what's first? Oh, what's the dates on those? Hold on. Uh, well, for sure, yours is first. If they go five, if BYU goes five and zero, oh, they go two and zero oh this weekend against Cal. Okay, three and zero oh next week against Wisconsin. Four and zero oh the following week against McNeese State, right. and then and five and zero oh against Washington. Right. Right, to I mean, finish that's, off the that's month. What you, that's what you believe, and that's September 29th. Okay, all right. So, so by the so th- if that were to happen by uh, October first, yeah, you're eating first. my underwear. Yeah, Octo- right. Mon- Monday, October first, uh-huh. you will be in here <laughs> right. eating underwear. Yeah, if, and we if will leave and break the lock on the door and leave the cameras rolling. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Again, uh, if that were to if, happen. Yeah. If that because I watched happen. your boys the entire game this weekend, yeah. and I'm a fan. You've turned me into a fan. Yeah. I, yeah. I have no question. Um, it was much closer to BYU football than you, last year. You won't be a very fan if they start 4-0. <laughs> My friend, what is your problem? They played well. Not, what is the problem? I, I just, Offensive I just, line dominated. They were they dominated him physically the whole game. I, I kind of feel like the I kind of feel like your quarterback. He was not that bad. He was pretty good. He wasn't there bad. Were, he he missed some throws. Oof, There's no question oof. about it. I mean, he threw some it oof. looked like last year a couple yes, a did. couple of those throws. Very concerning. On the other hand, some of his throws looked like 2015 when he was the freshman of the year. Yeah, those three and four yard passes. <clears throat> no, no, the 24 <laughs> yard pass for the touchdown to the tight end Bushman. That was beautiful. It was a beautiful pass. The throw to Dylan Colley that got tipped and he caught it on the way yeah, down. It was, nice. it was a beautiful pass. Was nice. And I will say that for both sides uh, uh, during that game, there were some uh, non calls that should have been called. Yeah, and there, yes, uh, for both sides. Yes, I mean, like, holy cow! What are you? Am I watching a different game than the referees? I know. I mean, I holy. Whew, yeah. All right. There's some things to clean up if they want to beat you know teams like Wisconsin and and Washington because they play Wisconsin. Oh, that's right. In Wisconsin, two weeks. Yeah, yeah in Madison. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. yeah. Wisconsin. How'd they do this weekend? Wisconsin. Oh, that's right. Yeah, they slept they, through that game with They won 35 to 3 over Western Kentucky. Oh, boy, you're starting out with Hilltoppers. Quality competition, aren't you? Yeah, Missouri was 55 and 14, baby. Yeah, against uh, more quality. UT Martin. Ooh, man, you can throw the record books How does it out. feel to have your team playing football already, guys? Feels see, good. I don't, I don't know what that's like. Yeah, I know. Nebraska. Uh, 
The University of out. Nebraska gets rained, <laughs> rained out. You want to talk about the... I know. We the, did talk about that. That's an NCAA football rule about lightning the, strikes. The weakification of America mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Nebraska football. I know. Oh, we can't play. It's raining. It's raining. It's raining we could get there. wet out there. It might be a lightning <laughs> strike. Oh, my gosh. We could get wet. I don't want to get wet. <laughs> sad. The corn huskers, the middle America, the stronghold of America. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's raining. A once proud program no now can't get wet. We can't get, it's Unbelievable. Sad. It is sad. sad. They it must be sad. waiting for like donor donations to build a roof or something. It's sad. Per, uh, per as I read the article to uh, uh, confirm, uh, per NCAA rules. Oh, I'm sorry please. that Memorial oh, Stadium was please, built in the line please. of a thunderstorm. <laughs> <laughs> and another one. And another one. Oh, my gosh. It was oh, dreadful. Sure, bring, oh. out the, bring out the rule book. Let me tell you the worst thing about that night. It wasn't the fact that, that college football didn't start and the Scott Frost era didn't begin. It was that we were subjected, while we waited to see if the storms would pass and we could play football, we were subjected to the Baylor-Abilene Christian game. Oh, Oh, you could throw out the record books when Abilene Christian and Baylor Uh, get together. Have they even had a team for longer than a year? (laughs) I swear. I didn't know Abilene Christian played football. That's what I'm saying. They've got to be a young brother. Yeah, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. Somebody else I saw that played a bigger team, Uh, Stony Brook, Mm. they've got a football program? Oh, they're in the sack. What the heck? They're in the SAC conference, I They believe. have a conference? Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah. Wow. So Stony Brook is in a conference. <laughs> is that what you're saying? They're you know the, who's the getting into the yes. big-time football, though? Uh, either this year or next, I think, is Liberty University. They play, but yeah. you're saying they're, they're going to be... Div- they were in, they were in uh, FCS, the FCS. Okay. But now they're, they're moving up. up. Yeah, they're moving mm. up to the FBS. Wow. And uh, BYU's going to play them. Well, of course. So, oh my gosh, yeah. that was their first. That was Abilene Christian's first. Uh, yeah, was it, it really? Division one it game. Couldn't have been more than a year. I knew. Was it, it yeah. really? That's cool. Wow. Well, I was watching. History. Well, maybe they'll take off like Boise State did. Not the history I wanted. Maybe. To I mean, it's possible. Boise those... State used to be a div, uh, Division one AA school, and look I've at them now. Started. You know, it's not going to take off. But I have started this. Uh, I looked and see. In Nebraska's bye week is October twenty seventh, and there's about nine other Division one teams that have a bye week on uh, that day. Mm-hmm. Um, Central Florida, Scott Frost's former uh, head coaching gig, is one of those opponents that is available that day for scheduling. And so is the University of Alabama. I would love Nebraska and Alabama to play on October 27th. Oh, Nebraska-Alabama would be a good game. Well, we have, well unless it who rains. It would be no. great. That's unless not gonna it yeah, it's got to be an indoor neutral site. But right. play, that, it can't rain, the Georgia Dome. And if it gets cloudy, they'll have to cancel the game. Because yeah, no. you don't know what you could don't happen. Know what could happen. Once start, there's clouds. If no, if it's cloudy, it's a delayed start, Pat. <laughs> it's when the well, rain Falls. Only if it clears up, though, do they actually play the game because you can't play in the I mean, uh, clouds. A team like Alabama would show up and play themselves, <laughs> but Nebraska might not come out if it's you know if it looks like rain. Yeah, I'm sure that's what. All right. Anything in the fat pile today? There, sir? <laughs> oh, I got. <laughs> yeah. Well, congratulations to Amazon uh, today becoming mm-hmm. the uh, second U.S. company to no reach way. a trillion dollars Did in they stock really? market value. Wow. Yep. Apple, so it's Apple and, and Amazon, Amazon now. Yeah. Wow. Congratulations. It used to be a trillion dollars. I mean, that was unattainable. Unattainable. For almost anything. Now, two corporations have done it. Wow. (laughs) We got to demonize them now. Yeah, when are we going to start that? Even though there's liberals at the head of them, we've got to demonize them. 
because uh, they're just, I think at some point you made enough money. <laughs> Absolutely. Don't well, you? Apple is, uh, their home is in California, right? Yes. So, I mean, the state is looking at making people put certain females on their boards soon. Forcing yes, people to have the right. same amount on their boards, so the, so that'll help. That'll help with corporations that'll in help. California. Yeah, mandate who yeah. they need to put on their boards. I mean, that's good. That's, that's good, good, right? It's, a, it's great. That's what that's what the country was founded on. Yeah. Right? Was, yes. <laughs> yes. The government intervention the, into yeah. who's on your board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's exactly what the that's founders what I wanted. Thought. Yeah, California's right there. All right, we'll finish up with uh, chewing the fat here in a second. Um, losing weight and keeping it off. We all know how hard that can be, and you know when you hit a certain age. Uh, it was about two for Jeffy. One and a half, maybe eighteen uh, months. I think we're looking at about like eighteen months. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it was it was really difficult. So there is help available. It's called Riduzone. What is that? Well, it's a safe, natural, FDA acknowledged dietary supplement. Riduzone has taken the good stuff in olive oil, and they created a patented product containing the OEA in the olive oil, and that's what has been shown to boost your metabolism and reduce your appetite. So. If you've struggled with losing weight, try Riduzone. It can give you the help you need, get you over the hump. Order it today at Riduzone.com, R-I-D-U-Z-O-N-E.com. Enter the promo code PAT, and you'll get 30% off a three-month supply. Riduzone.com, promo code PAT for 30% off a three-month supply. Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Now back to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. And welcome. 888 uh, It was a great weekend uh, for BYU sports. Uh, just a shout out to the Cougar women volleyball team. Oh. Who uh, took down number one Stanford over the weekend in five sets. Good. You know, Stanford's smarmy. You know, I mean, their team. Right? They're, just, they're, they're number one. They Look think at they're us. so they're just, smart. Right? <laughs> yeah, you're not that smart. Take okay. down a notch. Yeah. It's good that uh, you know usually when the uh, when the football team of a university is doing well, it brings mm-hmm. up the rest of the sports right across right. the university. <laughs> no, that's usually the case. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, so right. good for them. Yes, good uh-huh. for them. BYU uh-huh. football one and zero. I'm thinking Cougar you know, women five and zero. I mean, they go to they go. If you want to just talk football, just talk football. I don't care. But I mean, I, just, it's fine. I mean, with they me. go to Cal next. Cal comes to BYU, right? Yes. Yeah. So that, they might they could pull that off. Yo, could they? Thank they you, Jeffy. Thank but you for that. there's no way. When do they go to Wisconsin? Since Arizona is probably right? better than Cal, I would say. I don't know about uh, that. Yes, they're going. Uh, I don't know about that. Yeah, they are. I mean, Arizona's everybody thought so anyway. Co- well, Sumlin's a new coach. <clears throat> you know trying to put it together. BYU was a double-digit underdog in this game on Saturday. They were they were a 12-point yeah, underdog. Well, look, I mean, there were a couple top 25 teams that were ranked that were will be gone after today, too. Right? I mean, Florida State. Did they lose? Warmed. Oh, I didn't yeah, see that. Oh, Virginia warmed. Tech. Yeah, Virginia Tech crushed them. <laughs> Who'd they lose to? Virginia, Virginia Tech. Tech rolled them in. Oh, Texas really? lost to Maryland. And Texas lost, Texas to, lost again <laughs> to Maryland. Yeah. I so can't. Funny. I couldn't believe it. So those two teams both were ranked. I bought in the top into the hype of Texas the preseason. No way. So did I. I bought and into so, the no Texas way. hype, and oh, they're going to their best team in the Big Twelve. Nobody Are can take that. Uh huh. And they lose their first game again. 
Jeez. I know. Makes me Maryland's laugh. not exactly, uh, you know, football oh. juggernaut. Oh, no, but I mean, they're 10, still pretty baby. good. I mean, yeah, they're still pretty good. <laughs> they're, I mean, they're okay. They're okay. You know, what are they, the twerps or whatever? The Maryland <laughs> twerps. What are they? What's their, what's their handle? Yes. I don't remember what it is. Yeah, you got it. Something it's like that. Twerps, yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. So, the twerps. I mean, close. Terrapin. <laughs> so, I mean, they're they're still hanging in there tough. It's a tough mm-hmm. team, but Texas mm-hmm. did definitely win that game. Yeah. You got to win the games. You're going to got to win them. But uh, you know, it'd be uh, it'd be fun to watch the game next week. And if and if BYU is two and zero going into Wisconsin, that's what you wanted. That's what that's what, what I wanted. Need. And I'm thinking about that's what I got to have. About halftime, gotta have it. Halftime in Madison, we're bringing in the rookie from BYU because uh, the old man is. Gone. You think? Oh, but <laughs> halftime in Wisconsin. Uh, oh yeah. Well, if I, I would say if it's twenty three to nothing at halftime, <clears throat> and BYU it's hasn't time. moved past the fifty yard line. It's time. Yeah, bring in the That's freshman. Time. Let's go. Let's see what he's got. Bring in the freshman. I hope that doesn't happen, but yes, yeah, bring oh, in the freshman too. at that point. <clears throat> me too. Mm-hmm. But it will. Hey, no. uh, what I, just I'll leave you with uh, one of my favorite uh, posts, uh, Facebook posts from the weekend of the big three-day weekend. Uh, it's about the, the vegan post, uh, which I, I'm a big fan of. Uh, they posted, uh, Dear Vegans, uh, I killed this cow because... It was eating your food. Uh, you're welcome. <laughs> if you're watching on Blaze Television, you can see the you can see the so, uh, you know, I, I really appreciated that coming off the weekend. It made me think, yes, you're welcome. That's funny. We helped uh, we helped alleviate that pain. That's funny. Yeah. Well, because what are they going to eat if the cows eat it all? Right. <laughs> it's eating your food. <laughs> That's great. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More Pat Gray unleashed coming up. Pat Gray. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Hi, it's Pat, and I want to tell you about another podcast that I think you're going to love. It's called The News and Why It Matters. It's a group of us talking about the news stories that we think are important every day and why those stories matter to you. The News and Why It Matters. Look for it wherever you download your favorite podcasts. Pat Gray is here. On the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three, And it Pat Unleashed on Twitter, uh, which was uh, up and going this weekend while Facebook and Instagram uh, were down. Users <laughs> around the world uh, were reporting outages. So everybody was freaked out. Oh my gosh, if you can't get on Facebook yeah. or Instagram, what are you going to do? Yeah, the world effectively <clears throat> came to an end. Right. At that moment. I mean, you can't be expected to continue to go on. No. So users took to Twitter to express their grief about uh, Facebook shutting down. My understanding is that millennials, certainly teenagers, just don't use Facebook anymore. Hmm. Is that your understanding? That's that's what everybody is saying. Like, yeah, like... Is that they don't use it at all. So, like, everybody's parents got on it? Yep. And it and just it became it. It just less ruined. cool. Same thing happened in MySpace. Adults started getting on it, so everybody switched over to Facebook. And then when everybody else switched over to Facebook, the teens are finally done with it. Uh, but uh, on Twitter, Camping Guy 434 tweets, see what Gilliman's trying to say when he says Florida can't do it by themselves, but can't because he's on a national show is 
we will be paying for it by raising the tourist taxes we have and let all those Mickey Mouse people pay for it. Uh-huh. So basically, I, yeah, Florida can't afford it, mm-hmm. the socialized medicine, so you come here and pay for it, the tourist tax. That's what he said. Yeah, it's, it's worse than that, though. They're going to ask for federal funds to help pay for it. He said $6 billion, I think, from Medicare or something. Um, regarding Beto's guitar playing, Saves84 tweets, even Marty McFly was better at the guitar when he was disappearing than Robert Francis will ever be. Uh, Tom tweets, that guitar that guitar play sounds like a mariachi band, which is the closest Francis gets to being Mexican. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> Even though he, he's done a great job at fooling this state, there are many Hispanics who believe he's one of them. And it's helped him a great deal, I think, in, in this campaign. How many times has he been in the tanning booth? I wonder if he has like a like a frequent... I know, he gets darker every time I see him. Frequent tanner I mean, he's card. A, he's an Irish guy. He's Irish! O'Rourke! Robert Francis O'Rourke! Legendary Apollo 11 astronaut uh, Buzz Aldrin took a little bit of a swipe at the upcoming uh, movie that we talked about last week. On Friday, we talked about First Man... Which looks really good. It does. and But they decided they were not going to show the planting of the American flag on the moon during the historic 1969 mission. Why? Because um, it transcends all countries. Um, no, it doesn't. No, it was Americans who did that. So Buzz Aldrin, who's now 88 years old and was the second man to step on the moon behind... Neil Armstrong, posted historical photos of the flag planting. This is just really uh, classy and cool. And his way of showing, yeah, we we were proud to be Americans. Mm -hmm. So he posted the historical photos, and there they are. Really cool. You see uh, Buzz Aldrin and Neil Armstrong there at the, by the way, at the American flag on the moon. And uh, he added the hashtag, proud to be an American. I mean, that's enough said, right? That's all you need to say to show, look, it sucks that the movie didn't depict this scene. It's the most iconic thing about going to the moon is that we planted the U.S. flag there. But uh, Ryan Gosling and this director decided that they weren't going to show that. Gosling said, I, I think this was widely regarded in the end as a human achievement. And that's how we chose to view it. I also think Neil was extremely humble, as were many of these astronauts. And time and time again, he deferred the focus from himself to the 400,000 people who made the mission possible. Yeah, the 400,000 people were American. And all of them wanted the, the American flag planted there, including Neil Armstrong. The American people paid for, uh, Marco Rubio tweeted, the American people paid for that mission on rockets built by Americans with American technology and carrying American astronauts. It wasn't a UN mission. Ah, just, I just. It's infuriating, man. It, it is. It's like. It made me mad Friday. I'm pissed off all over again. <clears throat> Jeez. Damien Chazelle, the director, said. Uh, this story is human and it's universal. Of course, it celebrates an American achievement. It also celebrates an achievement for all mankind. <clears throat> well, so what? 
you can't change history. And the history is that they planted the American flag. You're going to change history in this movie? Then uh, he released a statement insisting the omitting omitting of the uh, planting of the flag had nothing to do with politics. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Then what does it have something to do with? Of course it's about politics. What do you mean it has nothing to do with politics? If it had nothing to do with politics, you would have planted the flag. That Because that shows what actually happened in reality. <clears throat> omitting that, specifically omitting that scene, shows that's a political move. You just you didn't want America to get credit for it. Too late, by the way. It already did. Why don't we do this? Any American dollars they get at the box office for this movie that the um, producers have to um, send to the United Nations. Yeah. Okay? Not your pocket. Mm-hmm. To an international uh, cause, okay? Or a relief effort of some kind. Sure, that yeah. would be, That would be nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm sure they'll do that. That's what makes it so agonizing. Ugh. Madness. So let's instead talk about the oldest person in Great Britain, and I think maybe the world, okay. to have reassignment surgery. Aww. Oh, this is going to be a sweet yeah. story. She's now sharing her joy. Okay. Um, thanks to the NHS. Uh, <laughs> I love that headline. <laughs> they think they credit the government health care system for... <laughs> Oh, my gosh, for this sex change operation. Mm-hmm. Isn't that great? Okay. Uh, Ruth Rose, 85, oh. had the surgery four years ago. So she was, yeah, he was this old hat now. 81. Look at James. Um, that's James right there. I mean, he's he's a good-looking man, right? Yeah, Look uh-huh. at that. Now, now, what about today? What's Ruth Rose? There's, oh. oh that is gosh. a beautiful woman right there. Right? I mean, absolutely. Look I don't that. know that I've ever seen a female form that is quite so as spectacular. So she is as ab- that. absolutely radiant and beautiful. Beautiful. Lovely. That is one beautiful woman. Can you guys keep her That's on the screen so just great. for just I mean just, uh, just for selfish reasons? Rest of the rest of the show just, maybe. I mean, she is beautiful. Let us just goodness. soak in look her beauty. At look at how beautiful Lean she back. is. Lean back. I don't have a good view of the monitor. Yeah, look Thank at you. Woo. Look at her. She okay. is something else. That I is beautiful. What is maybe the most beautiful woman I've ever is seen. Is she single? Absolutely beautiful. Ruth, I don't know. 85-year-old Ruth. Can you imagine being a man for 81 years of your life? <laughs> and then all of a sudden, of course, maybe, and I'm sure uh, James Ruth, Ruth James, will say it wasn't all of a sudden. Um, but then you become a woman. And now at 81, well, now you're at 85, and you're absolutely beautiful. And you, you get to live the rest of your life now after being a handsome, handsome man, as a very, very beautiful woman, isn't mm. that that's wonderful? I mean, it's yeah. a wonderful story. I, I was just like, hey, look, it's just a run-of-the-mill guy, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. I mean, when he became <clears throat> Ruth, when James became Ruth, it was like mm-hmm. it's jaw-dropping the beauty jaw-dropping. that is now coming so out of that beautiful. screen over there. So beautiful. Um, she's defended the four thousand pound cost of the surgery, which <laughs> would be about. Probably five thousand or six thousand American dollars. That's a bargain. By sitting on an NHS advisory board and volunteering for charities that support old people, Ruth told the BBC, "It's only in the past fifteen years that this has become acceptable. Before that, people thought it was just for freaks." <clears throat> Ruth had the surgery after living as a woman for several years. She'd been known as James Rose, an ex RAF navigator, mechanical engineer, and financial consultant. 
Ruth Rose, formerly James Rose. Mm-hmm. Um, the hot one now. Yeah, this okay. has become just absolutely radiantly beautiful. Uh, so, It wasn't until 1973 that Ruth's then-wife... So it was James. I mean, they're so stupid with this stuff. Because in 1973, Ruth was James. But in these articles, they can't call them that. Because now they're females. What in the... I mean, how ludicrous can this possibly get? Well, that's your journalism schools for you. Uh, But apparently, in 1973, Ruth's then-wife, James' wife, found pictures of uh, him... Dressed as a woman. Oh. And uh, so that caused a little bit of a thing, I guess, then. Just a mediocre-looking woman at the time. Yeah. It wasn't until the Holy surgery. Cow, they stayed married for the next 30 years. They didn't divorce until 2003. Wow. That's pretty amazing. Uh, that must have been hard because she found pictures of her husband dressed as a woman and then okay, so now that that gig is up, right? You 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 want to be a woman? Well, I married a man, so that I mean, am I a hater now if I don't want to be married to the woman? Is that what it is? Am I a homophobe if you know that's what? the case? When's the last time we had like a, a long weekend or a vacation? It feels like we need one right now. <laughs> I can't remember the last time. Happens we had fast, one. doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, Ruth waited until retirement to come out as a woman, but first realized she wanted to be female aged nine. Uh, okay. Um, so did she pretend to be nine when she retired? I don't know. Listen to this sentence. Okay. Ruth waited until retirement to come out as a woman, but first realized she wanted to be a female Aged nine. <laughs> I'm sorry. You missed that boat sailed. So it wasn't and good that enough just horse to become Ruth. Is out of the barn. No, she not only did she have to be Ruth, now she's nine. She identified as a nine year old. So wait a minute. This is that that is kind of a difficult choice there. It's like I don't amazing. want to be a chick, but I mean if I get to live life over again and I have to go back to age. Uh, no, nah, kill me. Anyway, uh, that's an interesting uh, story there. Uh, again, I say journalism schools where they uh, refer to men as women and don't do proper sentence structures. Yeah. She didn't <laughs> expect the NHS to fund the surgery due to her age. She added, I was surprised to be given the chance for a medical transition. It's like starting my life all over. That's cute. So we got the kind of the semi-surgery <laughs> at, uh, at 81, uh-huh. and now it's going for the full Monty. Well, the no Monty now is kind of what we're doing now. Uh-huh. Okay. On, on the backs of uh, other Englanders. Mm-hmm. When you think about the rationing of hip and knee replacements and cancer waiting lists, I'm not sure this is a priority for the NHS, according to uh, Tory MP Pauline Latham. I'll bet she got scrutinized. I'll bet she got beaten almost to death, you know, verbally for being such a hater. Look at that. The, they ration... Here again, and that says a lot about Mm -hmm. national health (laughs) care. They have to ration hip and knee replacements. Yeah. And cancer waiting lists. Anybody hear that? Did you uh, stinking democratic socialists hear that? Cancer waiting lists? I'm not sure this is a priority for the NHS. Yeah, good point. And yet she got it. 
four years ago she got the surgery. So wonderful. that After 81 years, this man becomes a woman and now gets to live as a woman. But in 1973, they referred to her as she, even though she's only been she for four years. The lunacy is out of control. Yep. Like I said, I can't recall. Mm. When's the last wow. four-day vacation we've had? Uh, yesterday. No, it was three, actually. But It was yesterday? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was a third of three. 888 More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. You are listening to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Gray. Welcome to it. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Headed Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Uh, we, by the way, we've invited Beto o- O'Rourke on yeah. the show. No way will he come on. Let me check my inbox here because <clears throat> uh, I invited him a week ago, and they said they were gonna get right back to us. Get, yeah, they're gonna you know, get right on that. And uh, <clears throat> I'm still just I'm, I'm still, scrolling the old mm-hmm. inbox here, just kind of. Just uh-huh. doing my due diligence here because I don't want to, you know, paint a, a candidate for the U.S. Senate in a negative mm. light. Nothing in my inbox. Right? Mm. There, okay. No follow-up. So we're going to invite this Andrew uh, Gillum, the socialist in Florida, and see how he's going to pay for all this. <laughs> mm, try to get him pinned down on that. Yeah, I want I want to see what he would say if uh, Dana Bash had him back on and said, "Are you going to pay for gender reassignment surgeries?" I think that would change yeah. the trajectory of the race depending on well, how he responds. And you know, attract his attention to the fact that Britain has to have cancer waiting lists and um, rationing hip and knee replacement surgeries. But they quickly just pay for gender reassignment. That's great. That's great. Um, A Texas doctor has apologized after being abused on social media for his published opinion that female physicians should work harder if they want to make the same as their male counterparts. Now, that sounds <laughs> bad. That world? sounds bad. Yeah. But that's not exactly how he put it. Hmm. Um, he started his own internal medicine practice in Plano in 1996, and he said he didn't know his comments would be pu- published in the Dallas Medical Journal <laughs> okay. under the big and bright ideas section. <laughs> <laughs> he says, my response sounds terrible and horrible, but and it doesn't reflect what I was really trying to say. Said, I'm not saying female physicians should be paid less, but they earn less because of other factors. So what he's saying is actually the truth that you're not comparing apples to apples here. Yes, there's a pay gap, he said. But he said, female physicians, uh, here's an unfortunate line, don't work as hard and they don't see as many patients as male physicians. Well, if that's true then, you know, he's right. This is because they choose to or they simply don't want to be rushed. Or they don't want to work the long hours. Most of the time, their priority is something else. Family, social, whatever. Nothing needs to be done about this unless female physicians actually want to work harder and put in the hours. If not, they should be paid less. That's fair. So what he's stating is that 
and he stated it poorly because it does sound incendiary. But what he's saying is there's other factors here. It's not that just, okay, you're a woman, we're going to pay you less. It's that they work less hours oftentimes because, as we found in just about every profession with women, they have other priorities, like kids, their, their family life, their home. <clears throat> I mean, do we not understand that? But, of course, you know, he's being absolutely bludgeoned for this. Just bludgeoned. So he's apologized. I've heard from several trusted female colleagues who disagree with and are deeply hurt and offended by my comments. I sincerely apologize to all female physicians for my comments and the pain they have caused. Um, Apparently, it's true that doctors, male doctors earn more than females in the same fields. It is also true that male doctors tend to see more patients and work longer hours. Then you're done! He doesn't need to apologize about anything. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's actually true. I figured it was, and it is. In that, Tiggs, uh, Dr. Tiggs is actually factually correct. However, his character- characterization of why that disparity exists does acknowledge the reasons why many women are unable to work as many hours as they might want to. Well, yes, he did. Studies have shown that female physicians with children work about 11 fewer hours per week than childless female patients. Additionally, those women usually carry a heavier portion of the burden taking care of the kids. That's exactly what he was saying. They have other priorities. Like family. The guy... It's unbelievable. You're not. You can't even state the truth. You can't even speak actual facts in making an argument. Actual facts. I'm sorry, I disagree with your actual facts. Well, you can disagree with facts all you want. They're still facts. And I'm sorry if it hurts your feelings, but I'm just stating a fact. I know you'd rather believe that women are just being discriminated against because people hate women, but that's not the case. Yeah, but Pat, it fits the narrative. You can't let me go off script. I know. Oh, no. Oh, it's agonizing, man. That's just agonizing. Also, the new uh, series, Jack Ryan. Have you seen this? It's, uh, I've seen the previews. Amazon. Yeah, I want to see it. No. We started watching it over the weekend on uh, VidAngel. It's actually pretty good. I like it. I, I've seen it called Disappointing New Series, but I, I actually like it. But, of course, uh, it's being blasted now uh, angrily in Vanity Fair and other publications for pushing a masculine American heroism and white male entitlement and a host of other sins against progressives who apparently know better. Um, at the heart of the critique, reviewer Sonia Soraya is annoyed at the show's unrelenting patriotism. Noting, then don't watch it. Don't watch it. I mean, why the hell does everyone have to convince everyone else of their point of view? You know, when when a show has a decidedly anti-American bias, I don't watch it. I don't waste my time writing reviews about it in Vanity Fair. I just don't watch it. She noted that you wish its team had worked harder to take the temperature of the world around us. No, I really don't wish that. 
No, I don't care what the temperature of the world around us is. Well, it's going up. We know that much. Oh, good gosh, this is outrageous. We we have a trailer of it. Let's uh, here's a trailer of Jack Ryan, the new TV series. So maybe I'm blind. What have you got? The individual behind these transactions could be a high-level target. His name is Suleiman. How come you're the only one that knows about this mystery man? I was just following the money, sir. They have cells in France, Yemen, Syria, and those are just the ones we know about. There's something different about his agenda. I'd like to set up a task force. Whatever he's planning, he's ready now. I can't go to Yemen. I'm an analyst. I don't interrogate people. I write reports. Get on the plane. So I sell paper. Yeah. Sorry. It's, it's good. It, it's uh, I, I like it. And I, I like John Krasinski. He's, he's yes. good from the office. Mm-hmm. My wife is like, I, I've only seen him in the office. So I keep thinking of this really goofy guy, not this action hero. But the thing about Jack Ryan has always been that Tom Clancy wrote him as not, you know, like a superbly talented fighter mm-hmm. or anything. He's not actually that great at fighting. <laughs> And so it's a little bit different in that he is an analyst. And so when he gets out in the field, he's not a Superman. So it's a little more, I guess, realistic. But um, she hates this reviewer, hates that Ryan, an unimpressive American man, uh, rescued a woman, I won't tell you which one, from her, her evil terrorist husband, which makes a glossy, gooey narrative of American generosity and valor. Well, you wouldn't want to do that. You wouldn't want anybody to think good things about the United States of America because, gosh, we've never done anything good, have we? I mean, what is the matter this with country? this person? No. What is the matter with this person? Yep. It's, uh, good gosh. It's, it's, it's a century of progressives running the education system, mm-hmm. getting our kids when they're young. Mm. Those kids grow up and educate their own kids or put them in the same system that ruined them. And, and those people become leaders, and they become voices. And before you know it, we're outnumbered, and uh, it sucks. Yeah. That's... Sorry, but I mean, it's just a happy happy thought for your mm-hmm. for your Tuesday afternoon it in is. America. Thank you. 2018. Thank you so much. You're welcome. 888 Also, we've got uh, uh, we got to play this woman defending Chick-fil-A in, yes. in this video. It's Good fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's... It's unusual, and uh, I think you're going to like it. Coming up here in a second. Radio Network. Matt Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. And thank you for being here as well. Triple eight nine hundred. 3393 and a Pat Unleashed uh, on Twitter. Uh, we are, are talking about this um, Texas doctor 
who tweeted out why women, why women, female doctors make less than male doctors. And he said, well, they generally see less patients and they don't work as long hours. So if you want to make the same, eh, work harder. <laughs> now, he may have put that in a little, eh, in a not so subtle way, but the facts back it up. And yet the guy's still getting pummeled. He's still getting bludgeoned for it. And I, I mean, are we just going to deny all reality now? Can we not? Can we not just say, oh, okay, well, yeah, women have different priorities. It's not, you're not taking anything away from them. You're just saying that they do things differently than men. Isn't that okay? Do we have to do exactly the same thing to be equal? I don't think so. I'm just grateful we're not the same as women. Yeah, me too. Seriously. I think most women are grateful they're not men. (laughs) I know. So, I just wish we could get a grip on this thing. And we can't. (laughs) I guess we just can't. Doesn't seem like we're going to anyway. And then comes uh, the winter forecast, which might provide a a little bit of fun. Yes. This is according to the uh, almanac, is it? The Farmer's Almanac. The Old Farmer's Almanac. Mm -hmm. Now, the Farmer's Almanac is supposed to be really reliable and really accurate. Mm -hmm. And so they've come out with their their winter forecast, which calls for, in different parts of the country, for instance, in the southwest, which includes uh, Texas, um. New Mexico. Yeah, we got Louisiana. In there. Louisiana. Yeah. What's going to happen? What's our winter going to be like? I want to put it. I'm going to put it on the calendar. Stinging right now. cold. Oh yes. Average pre- precipitation. I love that. Yes. Throughout the Midwest and all the way up to Montana. Okay. Teeth chattering cold. I don't know what the difference is between stinging cold and teeth chattering cold, but I like both of them. Teeth chattering. Yes. Plentiful snow. I like yes! that. Yes. Love that. Uh, in the Northeast, uh-huh. cold and white. Uh, in the mid-Atlantic, chilly, wintry mix. Should we start canceling football games now based on this information? No. no. In the uh, southeast, near normal winter temperatures and wet. Okay. In the Midwest, uh, the upper Midwest, kind of the um, mm-hmm. Michigan Great area. Lakes. Great Lakes. Illinois, Great Lakes. Biting cold biting, and snowy. Biting, teeth chattering and stinging. Love it. In the Northwest. Okay. Typical winter temps, wet. Oh. Okay. And then in California, Nevada, um and areas around there mild temps average precipitation so most of the country is going to is going to be really cold supposedly this winter i hope that's true now a lot of people probably disagree with me on that but i would love to see that be true and then what are you going to say about global warming well i just took the winter off is what happened there That's exactly what we predicted would happen, is that you'd get these cold temperatures because of the global warming. No, you didn't. Well, what happens is it gets so hot, it goes all the way back around to cold. That's what happens. Wait, now I'm listening. Now I'm intrigued. (laughs) How's that work? I will say. It gets so hot, it goes all the way back around to cold. It's like a a circle. It's a circle of temperatures. You know what happened? I'll tell you what happened. Mm-hmm. We don't have mercury thermometers anymore. 
See, mm-hmm. it used to be a straight up and down, and it used to go down and down and down, and then it right. would come back up and stuff. Yeah. You're saying we got I'm rid of those. I'm saying it's a circular one We now. got rid of those, uh-huh. and now the temperature just kind of goes in a circle. That's exactly. That's weird. I get it now. Yeah. Um, I will say that I did keep track one winter uh, when I was in Charleston, South Carolina, and I mm-hmm. had the old farmer's almanac. And it was a judgment call, you know, on days because it, it, it just has a general outline of what it's going to be like. It was about mm-hmm. 50-50. Like, I literally really? kept track of it. It was about 50-50. So um, you may not get your stinging cold. You may get your kind of cold. But I want... St- no, it's promised me stinging yeah, cold. it did. It did. <laughs> I want it did stinging. stinging cold. I want stinging cold. I mean, that is really putting your neck out there for coloring New Mexico, Texas, and Louisiana in the stinging cold realm. But what is that yeah, for Yeah, it us? is. 45? Well, from stinging, no, 45 is not stinging. With a breeze, though, with a breeze. I'd say 35 is stinging. Gosh, I don't know, stinging. Here? Yeah, okay. Teeth chattering in the uh, west Uh would be... Upper Midwest. I don't know, teens and single digits, maybe. Maybe below zero every every once in a while. That would be teeth chattering cold. That's the only thing. The only thing about Texas that bugs me is the weather. And it's like we got here, the first Christmas we were here was 2012, and we had a white Christmas. Like it snowed, yeah. Rain turned to snow at noon, and it was awesome. It's awesome. So awesome. I don't know that I've seen a flake since then. Yeah, well, they said it, it had never snowed at Christmas before. Never snowed here in Dallas. I didn't know that. In recorded history, it had never snowed on Christmas. Oh, you know what? I'm sorry. There were actually, I'm, not, I'm sorry, I forgot this. There were several snows 2014 for a couple weeks. Yeah. And I was in Atlanta for all of them. Oh, really? And I missed every that last... Sucks. I'm sorry. So other than that those sucks. two times, those those cycles... Yeah. Anyway, so I guess the global warming, I guess it's true. Well, it was last year or the year before, I think it snowed three or four times in Houston, which gets snow usually every 30 years. Because it goes around this temperature. It just kind of circles back around and says, ha, mm-hmm. now we're cold. Right. Because it gets so hot, so it's hot. actually it's cold, cold yeah. or something. Mm-hmm. So... At Arab High School, oh, we yes. told you this last week, they quit <laughs> playing Dixie at football games. Now, again, the name of the town is Arab. <laughs> and we found out that had nothing to do with Arabs, by the way. <laughs> yes. You know what? Let's name this place after Arab. Yeah, like it. <laughs> it shall be so. Get let's, the letterhead. Let's pronounce it like they don't like it. <laughs> Arab. And so it was supposed to be arid. After the name of the guy who founded the town, and then it was just misspelled. And so it became Post office. Arab. Post office messed it up. Uh, so they this town, with the seemingly offensive name, stopped playing Dixie at football games because that's racist. Now, what is racist about the song Dixie? There's nothing about that song that has anything to do with race. Is there? I, I mean, I don't know. Maybe there's a verse that I'm not familiar with. I think it mentions the word cotton. And it also talks about being dressed gaily. So, yeah, I looked it up and I didn't see. I, um, I just did a quick scan. Hmm. Okay. And I didn't see anything. If I'm missing something, shame on me. Yeah. But, um, for just, sure. Yeah. It started in fun. I needed someone. And now the hurt has begun. Uh, is that no? You're that's looking not at, the right one. No, no. I wish Dixie. I was in the land of cotton. Old times, they are not forgotten. Look away, look away, look away. Dixie, Dixie land. land. And then talks uh-huh. about early right. morning frost. I'm just looking for anything offensive again. William was a gay deceiver, by the way. I don't know if you knew that. Well, but 
that meant happy in the day, right? Well, no, but she, he was going to marry old Mrs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, so he was obviously not gay. Will the Weaver. Away, away down south in Dixie. Uh-huh. Is it because it's down south that it's racist? Yeah, anything below the Mason-Dixon line is racist. Is that's racist. All, that's all mm-hmm. code. That's all dog whistle mm-hmm. for racism. Yep. Old Mrs. Mary the Will the Weaver. Yeah, there you go. See? Old Mrs. Mary Will the Weaver. William was a gay deceiver. There you go. Look away, look away, look away, Dixieland. Mm-hmm. And when he put his arm around her, oh, no. he what smiled happened? as fierce as a 40-pounder. What does that what? mean? What? I don't... <laughs> look away, look away, look away, Dixie Land. Okay. Wish I was in Dixie. <clears throat> hooray, hooray. Uh, land, I'll take my stand to live and die in Dixie. Okay, there's nothing about the Civil War even that I can see. Uh, his face was sharp as a butcher's, butcher's cleaver. Whoa, no. But that did not seem to grieve oh, her. So she's fine with it. Look away, look away, Dixie Land. Old Mrs. acted the foolish part. She died for a man that broke her heart. Oh, look no. away, look away, Dixie Land. Okay. I wish it was in Dixie, blah, blah, blah. Now here's to the health to the next old missus. <laughs> she, he, doesn't want, he doesn't want the next wife mm. to die mm-hmm. like the first one did. To the health of the next old missus and all the gals that want to kiss us. Wow. Look away, look away, Dixie Land. <laughs> And if you want to drive away sorrow, come and hear our song tomorrow. Look away, Dixie Land. I wish I was in Dixie. Hooray, hooray. Blah, blah, blah. Then we get down to Dar's Buckwheat Uh-oh. Cakes Uh-oh. and Engine Batter. And there you oh, boy. There see. you go. Okay. There you go. <laughs> but who knew it was in there? Nobody knows it's in there. It's just a chorus. My Makes God. your fat a little fatter. Then oh, there's wait. some fat shaming. Well, we're fine with that. There's racism. Can't do and that. there's fat shaming. I don't care. I'm, I'm fine with it. It makes shaming. your fat a little fatter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then hoe it down and <laughs> scratch your gravel. Wow, this stanza is filled with food. Oh, you call it a hoe. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, so yes. If we get to uh, what, verse five, nobody ever has ever gotten that far no. ever in the history of the song. No one knows. Dar's buckwheat cakes and engine batter. Ah, <laughs> oh, boy. There's <laughs> nothing. I mean, but we did find something that could be considered racist, and I, I didn't think you'd find it in this. Song. And who so I was a little surprised. Knew it was in there. I'm a I guarantee surprised. you, the superintendent didn't know it was in there. Nobody knew it was in there, but it is in there. So, dang it, <laughs> you got to support him now, Keith, because. Not only that, but there's fat shaming in it. Oh, I'm, uh, I we like can't that have part. either one of those. That's fun. I'm actually. I wish that engine reference wasn't in there because I, I wish would, it wasn't I, too. Because then I just want to read that that as my lyric. <laughs> the fat shaming. Yeah, the Dar's buckwheat then cakes. Just, then you just sing it to Jeffy all day. Why, did, why they just change it to yummy batter? Dar's buckwheat cakes and, and yummy, yummy batter. batter makes your fat a little fatter. Look away, look away. <laughs> I, I figure I, Jeffy would makes, be marching down the hall by now. That's a funny song. <laughs> makes your fat a little fatter. That's actually a funny lyric. <laughs> it's about food. Wow, Jeffy. Uh, man, are we are we sensitive? Sense, oh my Are gosh. we ridiculous? Seriously. I mean, next thing you know, they're going to be we canceling college anything. football games for a rainstorm. Yeah, I know. Wait. The sissification of the United States of America, and it's happening in the Midwest. Yeah, don't say the word South, because then you'll be racist for saying the word South. Well, that's just a dog whistle for race, for, for black people, just like Chicago. <laughs> so they have the, okay, the northern city of Chicago is a dog whistle, and the South? Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. Now, now, where do some people live? 
Where do some people live? Yeah, they live in apartments. Yeah, which is also, which is also a, dog a dog whistle, whistle for black people. For racism. I know what you're saying Something there. I know on. what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Hey, this is great news. China is uh, about to potentially get rid of its two-child policy. 40 years they've had limits like this. And if you had more than, uh, for instance, if you get pregnant with a third child, you are treated to a forced abortion. A forced abortion. They've done that for 40 years now. But the birth rates have fallen so low that they're like, uh, maybe we need people to be born again. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> they did they not have like, like, tell me they had a spreadsheet. Or something. Where I, they were like, hey, here's what happens. When you stop having children? Yeah. No. That didn't Isn't that strange? How did you not? I mean, you've, yes, you've got a very populous nation. We all know that. China has 1.4 billion people in it. So you've got a lot of people. But you know that when you stop having children, that trend is going to reverse itself, right? You've got to know that. And somehow they didn't until now. So now officials are poised to enact a wide-ranging civil code that would end the policy that's been enforced through fines and also forced abortion and sterilization. Let's not forget that. Communist Party began enforcing a one-child policy clear back in 1979 to slow the population growth. The limit was raised to two children in 2016. So yeah, I think it it was one child. For yeah. a long time. Yeah, it was. It was one child until 2016. Then it was two children. Now they're saying, maybe we're going to eliminate that as well. And that's a good thing since there are 133 million, or sorry, sorry, 33 million more women than men in China. 33 million? 33 million more Wow. women, uh, more men than women. Oh, more men than women. Sorry, I'm... I'm on track. Oh, it's just the opposite of what you said initially. Yeah, because I'm... But I wouldn't uh, worry about that. That's, okay. you know... So close. So, I mean, it was like I was right there. <laughs> Sorry, I'm still singing Dixie in my head, apparently. What is the state with the most socio- psychopaths? Whichever state what U.S. state has more psychopaths than any other? We'll tell you coming up on Pat Gray Unleashed. Pat Gray Unleashed. The Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray returns. Yes, sir. On the Blaze Radio Network. 888 All right, what state would you think <clears throat> has the most psychopaths in it? <clears throat> I would think, uh, I'd guess California. But I would be wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, the least psychopaths in any state <clears throat> of the 48 contiguous is West Virginia. So if you live in West Virginia, you don't have to deal with too many psychopaths around you. So that should be, you know, it's good. Comforting. That's like that's like a tourism board should probably yeah, put that. Yeah. Less psychopaths in any other US state. I think that's a it's a good campaign. Okay. Uh Vermont at number 47, followed by Tennessee, North Carolina, New Mexico, Oklahoma, Montana, uh, Mississippi, Indiana, those are the... So these are the sanest places, the sanest places in America. 
Um, another place I've lived, Utah, is at number 21, so they're right kind of in the middle there. Uh, Texas is at number 19. Now the top 10 for psychopaths. Okay, so we're going to work from 10 to <clears throat> 1. 10 right? to, all the way from 10 to number 1 on the psychopathic list. At number 10, <laughs> the state of Virginia. Okay. So Virginia has a lot, but they're, it just barely gets them into the top 10. Uh, Illinois at number 9. Number eight, we find Nevada. And number seven would be Wisconsin. Maine is sixth. Tied for fourth and fifth, New York and Wyoming. Whoa. Weird. Wow. Those two states couldn't be any different. Maybe the isolation on one end of the spectrum and mm-hmm. the everybody's in your face. The on other? the other? I don't know. Maybe. Uh, number three is New Jersey. Number two was my guess for number one. California. Okay, so the number one state. For number one state psychopaths. for psychopaths in the United States of America. <laughs> Connecticut, <laughs> where I've lived not once but twice. Well, there. on two separate occasions. Yep. And I don't, I don't know that I ran into that many psychopaths. Maybe I did and just didn't know it. And we're lucky to be alive. Lucky yeah. to have gotten out of there with I our think, lives. Yeah, I think one of the psychopath traits is um, uh, delirium or uh, denial, maybe. <laughs> so perhaps so you're talking you about your myself. Self? Is that what you're saying? Oh, that's nice. Thank so, you. No, here here are the traits of psychopaths. Okay, what are they? Um, disinhibition. Disinhibition. Boldness. Boldness. And meanness. Oh, mean! You got to be mean. Got to be mean. Hold on. Boldness corresponds to low disinhibition. Or, this is Jeffy. Uh huh. Jeffy. And, and meanness. Jeffy. Yeah. What? Uh, Jeffy is, is, fits one hundred percent. Into the psychopath territory. Uh-huh. 100%. And Texas is number 19 on this list? Maybe they just haven't yeah. updated their... Uh, I don't know if they... He may not have Maybe they're not aware. Like yeah, maybe they to. thought he was still in New Jersey. He has so many different things that he has to register for when he moves to a new state. You <laughs> might have let this true. one slip through the... Cr- <laughs> <laughs> well, look, That's I can't true. remember everything I'm supposed to find. First of all, first of all... Let me tell you something. <laughs> look, look, your boy Ted Cruz is making me mad. <laughs> okay, got it. All right, triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Also, I found this list of uh, of things that you need to do before you sell your home, and I, I was uh, I thought this was interesting because you know we're always talking about realtors. I trust dot uh, com mm-hmm. and the things that realtors advise you to do. And so here is a list from the Motley Fool of things that they say you got to do in order to get your house to sell. And, you know, that's really an important thing in your life if you're trying to sell your house. And the first thing they say at number 22 is price your home right. Um, It has to, you don't want the price of the house to be too low and leave money on the table, but pricing it too high means you won't get many people checking it out. Kind of makes sense. So you got to find that happy medium uh, on the price of your home. Uh, then at... Uh, oh, no. Is it a slideshow? Are they is. making you... Oh, no! It is a slideshow. You're show. clicking through a slideshow, sucker. Yep, which I thought we could do. Uh, okay, paint the picture you want buyers to see. In other words, um, 
Speaking of helping buyers see themselves in your home, go to the next level in helping borrowers picture the ideal life in your home Mm. by setting up a few strategic vignettes Mm. like lush folded towels by the tub, scented candles, a vase full of colorful bath salts. Wait, I thought we were trying to set like a realistic view, like, you know, clothes on the floor, no, dog you don't toys half chewed on the guarantee stairs. guarantee you do not want oh, that. Oh, so we're not going with realism. The other thing you're supposed to do uh, that I've always heard is bake bread so the house smells like bread or chocolate chip cookies or something. Um, because that provides a, I don't know, some kind of smell from your childhood that everybody likes. Uh, remove all your valuables from your home. Um, consider appealing uh, your property taxes right now if they're too high. <laughs> yes. That's yes. a good idea. And in Texas, you really want to do that because I guarantee they're too high. No matter where you are, they're they're too high. Um, get a real estate agent or get your house listed on the MLS, obviously. Try to sell your house uh, just sucks make a plan for where to stash your pets and your kids <laughs> and your kids stash them in them i like that <laughs> um give every room a purpose mm. here's another one this one is really important to me because i'm not uh visionary when it comes to artistic things and so when i walk in and see an empty house i can't really picture what it's going to look like with things in it <laughs> i just i don't have that for some reason so when I walk into a house, I like it when it's been staged and you see furniture and stuff there all set up. And then I think, oh, yeah, that looks really good. So staging the home can be uh, super important. I think it costs, but it might be worth it in the long run. Um, maximize your curb appeal by taking care of things. And we've talked about this before, like the paint job, the trim, you know, the landscaping. Try some 10-minute upgrades. If your home looks a bit outdated, you might be tempted to make major investment in upgrades. But try to resist that. You typically shouldn't update just to sell because there's no guarantee buyers will like what you've done. Plus, it's rare to get 100% return on investment for your home improvements. So you'd just be throwing away money to do things like a whole new kitchen. I always thought you should do that. Hmm, that's interesting. Ivan. Check out comp... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that's, a, that's been a discussion on Twitter. Right. Mm-hmm. All these triggers been, that, that we mm-hmm. get from the show. Yeah. That just you hear things in regular life, man. Mm-hmm. You just hear that stuff. Check out comparable listings in your neighborhood. Uh, make simple, quick fixes. Um, brighten your lights. I would never think of that. Simplify the decor. Repaint your home in strategic colors. No, I don't want to. That would be really, really hard and a hassle. Remove the personal details and ask a friend to do a smell test on your house. <laughs> Jeffy! Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. Mm.